All right, everybody, here we go. Welcome to a special episode of Sports Cards Live. I thought to myself, you know what, there's uh, there's lots going on on eBay tonight, lots of awesome cards being sold. PWCC has their monthly auction, and tonight is hockey card night. Uh, I think it's football card night too, but we're going to focus on the hockey cards tonight. So I'm excited. I mean, you know, I don't, uh, there's not nothing really I'm bidding on. Well, maybe there was a card I wanted to bid on. It's already gone past my budget for it. Um, we'll talk about that when it comes up a little bit later tonight. I'm uh, I'm a little, I guess I'm disappointed. Um, Mr. LAGN, good evening. Uh, sorry, I started about a minute late. So, uh, but, hey, before we get started, a um, couple of things. So, what's hot in the news right now? I mean, obviously, Ken Golden, Golden Auctions just raised $40 million. Lots of celebrities and well-known people who are obviously getting behind our hobby. And uh, people aren't just putting money into cards. They're putting money into businesses. And uh, I think that's pretty pretty awesome. It sends a good sign, shows strength, shows that people believe in uh, what we're all doing here with these sports card things. So, that's pretty cool. T today is release day for Upper Decks the Cup. That's pretty cool too. It's it's, it's Cup Day as we like to say, and uh, I know a lot of people are pretty excited. I think it's more expensive than a lot of people were hoping for, but uh, people are cracking. I've seen some stuff show up on eBay already, a few pieces here and there, and the cards look good. I'm happy to say the cards look good. I think they look good, and um, but that's just my opinion, of course. Interested to hear what some of you guys think. If you've had a peek yet at what's going on there. I'll let you guys know also. So, um, hey, remember, guys, check out the Big Three Hockey on Instagram. Uh, Support of the channel, showcasing fine singles. Check them out at the Big Three Hockey. Also, let you guys know a couple of appearances I'm making coming up here this, I think it's this Saturday. I think it's this Saturday. I think I'm on Hobby Hotline. Yes, this Saturday, uh, 11 a.m. Eastern, I'll be guest hosting on Hobby Hotline. So check that out. That's the name of the channel. Also, Monday, coming up Monday, I'm going to be on Dustin's channel, the per the personal finance dad. Justin, I see you in the room. Welcome. There he is, Justin. Howdy, or Dustin, sorry, howdy to you, my man. Good to see you. Uh, Yannick, did you guys say it? Records. I think we're going to see some, uh, some cards sell for some big money tonight. So it'll be exciting to watch. The first card on the watch list that I have queued up doesn't end for about 15 minutes. So we got a few minutes here, but... Um, I'm excited to see what, what what some of these things end at. We're going to be starting back at 1910 C56 hockey cards. There's a couple of Art Ross cards. Uh, there's, let's see what else I got queued up. A Fred Taylor. Uh, we got Cyclone Taylor. We've got Lester Patrick of the Patrick Brothers. Patty Moran, Hall of Famer. Joe Malone from the 1911 C55 set. A great card in a PSA 5. Uh, lots of lots of cards to watch end tonight, guys. I'm I'm excited to see what what happens here. Let's see who we got with us though. Who do we got? We got Yannick. Yannick, hello again. Uh, Evan Thomas, thanks, man. Yeah, you know, I honestly, guys, I only decided to do this when I was driving home from work today, and I'm I'm kind of at a red light, and I'm looking to see what's coming up on eBay. I'm like, wow, there's a ton. Let's do a little. Uh, let's let's go live and talk about it. It's fun, you know. It's fun. I'm gonna, otherwise I'm just watching it myself. This way we can watch it together. Charles, what's up with you, man? Brian Maddock, good evening. Thank you. I'm glad you, you like that. Shareholder, good to see you. Global sports card investor, how's it going? How's it going? Fire sports cards. I'm doing well. Thanks. I hope you're doing well too, my man. Charles in the house. Charles, you'll be on with me in a couple of weeks on after hours. Roy G, aloha to you. Aloha, Fire Sports, PFD. And yeah, we got Dustin in the house with us. 
Nick, good evening. Am I planning on bidding tonight? I mean, there is a card I want to buy, but it's already like double what I was hoping to get it for. So I don't think I'm going to be bidding on much tonight. If anything, Jordan, glad you find it fun. Happy, happy to hear that. Facebook, you guys, if you're watching on Facebook, I thank you for watching, but uh, go to, I'll put it in the comments right now. Oh, sorry, I'll put it on the ticker. Go to uh, StreamYard.com slash Facebook. Click that big blue button. That way I know who you are. I see a couple of you. Or just put your name. If you're on Facebook, just put your name uh, beside your post so I can at least uh, talk to you. I'm not sure I know who you are. It'd be nice to communicate with you that way. Jordan S., good evening. Jeff McMahon. Yeah, another Wednesday show. You know, I want to do them every so often. Thanks, Global. Appreciate that. Ryan, welcome to the show, my man. Welcome to the show. Yeah, it's going to be a rocket. Another Facebook user. Uh, good evening to you. Amish Dave, good to see you. Kelly Winters, glad you like the idea. Thanks for showing up. Mike Simon, thank you for coming as well. Buy up Yusufa Mukoko. Must be soccer, hey? If I'm wrong, I don't even know what it is. But okay, guys. So... Like I said, I got a bunch of cards queued up, ready to share, ready to watch the ticker uh, uh, go down to, to zero and the final hammer come down on these cards. Uh, we're about 12 minutes away from the first one. But um, in the meantime, you know what I want to do is I'm going to show you guys a bit of what's on my watch list that has ended. You guys want to see my end? I've got <laughs> my watch list is a 400 items. I maxed it out today as I was adding and adding for this episode. And uh, anyway, my watch list is, is maxed out, but let's, let me share my screen. I'm going to show you what's on there that has ended, um, and it's pretty much in order of, I think it's just going to go in the order that they've ended. Let me see here. Bear with me, bear with me. Go to my watched. It's taken long, and let's go to ended. Okay, so these are in the order that they've ended. So I'm going to share the screen right now. Here you go, guys. Here you go. So this is my watch list. This is, these are some cards I was watching. You know, I, this just ended a few minutes ago on PWCC. It's Tom Brady, 2013. I don't know much about this card. Numbered out of 99. I just wanted to see what it would end at. Just because I watch it doesn't mean I'm going to buy it. I watch a lot of cards. So anyway, we had the, it sent for $722. This Tom Brady, Rookies and Stars Crusade, 2013. Kind of neat. Precious Metal Gems, PMG Green, John Elway in a PSA 8. And the grade doesn't matter so much, but look at that, $21,300. That just ended a few minutes ago. 51 bids, pretty serious stuff. Here we have a Patrick Waugh, PSA 9 rookie. There's probably another one coming up tonight that we're going to watch. $2,125. I mean, I used to buy these things for three, 400 bucks. Brett Hall, PSA 10s. This card was hovering around the $800, $900 mark for a long, long time. And, um, you know, the one before this sold for 5,000 that I saw, this one, 4,550 bucks. One of my favorite cards, the Tony Hawk. And I've got some Tony Hawks. Now I just watch them to see what, the, what they're ending at. But, and these are all, these are all bought at these prices. I've gone into check. So PSA 7, 1,500 bucks. PSA 8, 1,950. I mean, these prices have just been going up over time. That's no surprise, right? Everything is going up. We know that. So I, I shouldn't be so surprised. PSA 9, SP Authentic, Tom Brady rookie, $42,190. I almost bought one of these at the Toronto Expo, probably 2019. And I think I, I said no thanks for 7000 or 8000 Canadian dollars. Yeah. So, you know, we all have some of those or I've got lots of them. We all have lots of those. Who am I kidding? 
Here's a great card. Kobe Bryant, Ultra Star Power Supreme in a PSA 7. I watched, you know, I have this card. I actually own this card in a PSA 10. So I like to watch cards where I own a copy of it just to see what's going on with it. That's, you know, kind of watching what you got. This one ended at $1,912 in a 7. I don't know what to make of that, but a neat card. One of my favorite looking cards. Ovechkin, Cup Rookie. Sold by Randy Lacusta, $39,700. I've been in and out of three or four of these over the years. I haven't had one in a long time, but I, in the early days, I had, uh, I've had three or four of these. I don't have any anymore, unfortunately for me. You know, Precious Metal Gems, again, I like watching these. Mike Trout, this is a, this is a, a Las Vegas Summit card that was given away at the Industry Summit, and it's in a PSA 8, sold for $1,925. Again, a card I watch out of interest. This one blew my mind. 1996 Topps Chrome Allen Iverson PSA 10. This isn't a refractor. It's nothing special. It's just a regular Topps Chrome base card PSA 10 sold for $9,800. I bought a copy probably in 2000 and I don't know what it was, 13, 14, 15 for maybe $100, $125. I still have it. Thankfully, I still have that card. I don't know what to make of this. This is, this is, this is just a big number. Here come, uh, here's a Ken Griffey Jr. patent leather uh, insert from 97 Stadium Club, sold for $305. I'm, I'm a Ken Griffey Jr. fan, so I just like to watch, uh, see what some of his cards sell for. A Wayne Gretzky emblems of endorsement, $2,090. Sorry, guys, I haven't been looking at the comments. I'm going to see what you all are talking about. We're going to get ready to look at some actual ending items here. Let's see. Uh, Nick, Nick, planning on bidding tonight. Yeah, thanks for loving the show with Patrick Bet David. That was awesome. I, I enjoyed that too. That was so much fun. What a great guest he was. And uh, yeah, what can I say? That was a great experience for me. I really enjoyed that. Jordan, thank you. Evening. Good evening, Jordan. Yeah, another Wednesday. Okay, I've been through some of these already. That's all right, though. We'll go through some again. Here we are. Josh Packham, what's up with you? Welcome. Will you talk about which card you I will, Jordan? I will definitely talk about which card I wanted. Axonite, good evening to you. Uh, Al G, good evening, Al. Nice to know. Thanks for letting me know. Not a cricket card. Gordy Howe, there. I think there's a Gordy Howe PSA 2.5 on the watch list. We'll be watching, we'll be taking a look at that one. Global, another crazy week in the hobby with Vegas Dave's comments. Yeah, are there new comments or are those still the old ones? I, I don't even care anymore. Seb. PWC will make my collection triple in value. My want list too. No doubt, Seb. No doubt. Thank you, Darren. Glad you're glad you joined in. Frank DeStasi. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, personal finance. Uh, one of my favorite. Good friend of mine. Thank you so much for that. Tim, good evening. David G. This is play-by-play -play card collect. Yeah, let's do this. Billy, welcome, Billy. Yeah, so hold on. I want to see how long we have till the first one ends. Still up oh, there. This is the first one we're going to watch. So this has six minutes left, so we'll come back. Well, we'll just leave it up there. Why not? But by the way, so this is an Art, Art Ross rookie card. For those of you who may not know, if you are not a hockey fan like myself and several people watching, the Art Ross trophy is handed out every season to the player who scores the most points in the league. So this trophy has been dominated by the likes of Wayne Gretzky, Mario Lemieux, Yarmer Yager. Uh, it's, you know, in recent years, it's been spread around a little bit. Connor McDavid has won it, of course. I believe uh, Nikita Kucherov on Tampa Bay has won it last year. I think it was Leon Dreisaitl of the Edmonton Oilers that won it. It's an easy, it, there's no voting. Whoever gets the most points wins the trophy. It's named after this guy, Art Ross. He's a pioneer of the sport. He's an original Hall of Famer. This is the 1910 C56 series. Of course, these are cigarette cards. And um, 
the complete set had 36 cards. I believe 21 of the of those cards are Hall of Fame rookie cards. Of course, every card's a rookie, but 21 of the players in that 36 card set are Hall of Famers. And just to let you know a little bit about myself, I have the whole set. I've, I collected, actually, I didn't collect the set per se. I bought the set complete several years ago after going to a, a BOSA show in Edmonton and meeting a gentleman who had the set. And uh, of course, they didn't have that enough money on me. I'm, I was, you know, I did a three hour drive. So we met halfway in Red Deer the next weekend and I purchased the set from him. It was a couple cards were graded, not met, only two or three were graded. In 2008, in 2008, I took the cards with me to the Chicago National. I gave them to PSA for grading, and I got them all back. So I have this set complete. My Art Ross, there's two Art Ross cards in this set. This is the number eight. I think mine's in a 3.5 or a four holder. But, you know, this is a cool card, but look at that crease right across his neck there. I, I just wouldn't want this in my collection because of that. Now, that might sound bad, but I mean, like, I'd rather have a two that is that, that just doesn't have a crease right through the body of it. Uh, and instead, maybe has other flaws, like even some paper loss on the back, I'd be okay with that. So, um, I think I'm missing a card here. Let me just see here. No, I'm not. Okay. So that one's about to end. And that's going to get pretty quick, guys, because you know how PWCC auctions work. The, the auctions end like every couple of seconds. So we we will be running through these as they happen. I'll try to keep my eyes on the comments. Terry, welcome to the show. Glad to have you. Seb, good evening. Oh, my, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, wasn't that funny last uh, Saturday night on the on after hours? I uh, If anyone didn't see that. We're, taught, we're chatting along, James Hummel and myself, having a great time. And then next thing you know, I decide I'm going to mute myself so I can burp and, and not have it <laughs> come through. I forgot to unmute myself for like five minutes. I'm talking into the camera. Anyway, we recovered and we kept on going. Justin, good to see you, my man. Good to see you. Just turned this on, watching the living room without workout bike. Nice, nice. Yeah, no doubt. We'll have some fun. Mike Simon. Yeah, I saw. I heard about that Joe Rogan. Crazy. Interest in the Yari Curry PS uh, rookie card and four Paul Coffees. All right, man. Good luck to you on those. Corey, welcome to the show. Good evening. Glad to see you. Thanks for joining. Frank, good evening to you. 90s. Amazid. Yeah, happy to have you. Happy to have you. John Laborde, Probe Scene 2003 Net Pro, Serena Williams PSA 10 at $7,300 with one hour to go. Wow. Cards are blowing up. Doesn't matter what sport you you play. Cards are blowing up. Well, I'm saying that like it's news. It's not news anymore. You never watched hockey game in your life. My hockey card knowledge is limited to the mighty ducks. Well, that's all right. That's all right. That's what you're here for. You're gonna learn a bit tonight. We'll talk about these cards too. Global sports card investor, but I do have one hockey card that someone sent as a freezy. Very nice, Dars. My man Darcy in the house. Good evening, Dars. Troy might need extra eyes to watch them all close. Yeah, for sure. Tom, welcome to the show. BGS9 two-color McKinnon Cup would go for now. I'll take a stab at that and say, like, no, I'm not. Uh, I mean, I could see that being four or five thousand dollars now. But tough to say. I'd have to look at comps. Whenever somebody asks me what I think a card is gonna sell for, what's it worth, you know, I go to look at comps. So I kind of say, you know, that's where we go. We, we get our comps from eBay for the most point. James Hummel says, slightly off topic, rumor is PSA is raising prices substantially this week, obviously. Yeah, uh, James, I mean, it's a rumor. 
I'm not going to put any uh, credence into that until it, they publish something themselves. Yes, Terry, there is a beautiful uh, Vezina. There's a PSA 6 George Vezina that's going to be ending in a few minutes here. Uh, and if you don't, anyone who out there doesn't know, George Vezina, again, a pioneer of the game. The, the trophy that is awarded to the best goalie every season is awarded the Vezina trophy. So the trophy is named after him. He, you know, a lot of people call the Vezina rookie card, which is from 19, the 1911 C55 set. A lot of people consider that to be a holy grail of hockey. And um, while it's not necessarily priced like a holy grail, it certainly is one of the more important pre-war rookie cards in the hockey. If not, you know, it's probably the top, top five pre-war hockey rookie that is out there. Sean Lindsay, welcome. Well, turn off AEW recorded then. I'm just messing. I'm just messing. John Laborde, in December, Serena Williams PSA clan closes 600 bucks, 600 bucks to 7000 or $14,000. Nuts. Nuts. But if you have one, you're happy. Look at that. The Art Ross is ending in a couple of 24 seconds, guys. It's at $1,643. Anyone know anything about the McKinnon Bantam AAA card that hit eBay today? Not really. Can't say that I do. If anyone out there does, let him know. All right, guys, 109876 coming up here. 1643. Will there be any last second bids? There we go. 2009, 2034 in the last second. Let's move on. This is, oh, that's the PSA three other. Look, it already ended. We got to keep moving. <laughs> I'm too slow. Newsy Lalonde in a PSA 2.5 sold for $2,500. Here we go. 2 one, $2,400 for Frank Patrick. Patty Moran, 536. I'm too slow. $1,235 for Joe Malone in a PSA 5. Uh, we have a 25 second break. So these are 1911s. This is the second year of hockey cards. This is the Art Ross card, not a rookie. Second year card. Beautiful card, if I might say so. I love PSA 5, strong grade. There we go. Jumped up to 1175, 1250, still 10 seconds to go. How high will this go? There's another bid 13 and a quarter, $1,400. Somebody wants this card. 1602. Can we break 2000? No, 1677. Let's see if it ended any higher. 1752, that one ended at. So it did get a last second bid. 1235 on the Malone, 536 on the Patty Moran, 2412 on the Lester Patrick, 2500. And this is this is just an ugly card. Look at this card. I mean, that's just, it's a cool card, but that centering is about as bad as it gets. 3200 bucks, 3133 for a PSA 3 Art Ross card number 12. And that was that one there. Okay, let's close some of these and get back to where we left off. Which is right here. Here's the George Vezina, guys. 16 seconds left. It's a PSA 6 at $12,100. Let's see if it gets any bids in the last couple of seconds. 14 6 17-6. So, I mean, that, that jumped up 6000 bucks in the last few seconds. This is a King Clancy rookie, $4,450 in a PSA 5. This is a Dick Clapper Hall of Famer, really cool card. The first year of OPG, 1933, PSA 6, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. No more bids. 3, 2, 1. Joe Primo, another Hall of Famer, $685. 
This is a big card here, guys. Uh, where'd it go? Where'd it go? Here we go. Eddie Shore, awesome card. One of the most important pre-war cards, probably the most important card from this set. PSA 5, it's a $1,700, 10 seconds to go. There we go, 29, there we go. Any more bids? 37.50, 38 and a quarter at the last second. We got 30 seconds left on this Turk Broda. This is a popular card. PSA 3, 23 seconds to go. PSA 10 Opichi Jagger, your opinion, ceiling. The Jagger PSA 10 Opichi Premier. I mean, that card seems to go for like $800 nowadays, but let's watch a Broda. Four, there's a bid. Two, one, $4,250 for a PSA 3. Six seconds on this Milt Schmidt. This is an oversized card, PSA 4. There we go. Last second bids, $1,136. This is an interesting card. It's a pre-rookie, Jacques Plante legendary player i'm not a fan of the card from an aesthetics perspective but decent uh got some decent money right there this is a big card guys psa 8 maurice richard this is one of those uh, regrets i have i used to own one of these in a psa 8 and um i made a horrible horrible trade for it uh, at an expo several years ago um, and now i have a psa 4 in my personal collection i would sure like to trade up for an eight. But to me, this eight is too off-centered. Like I would be interested in it and $20,000 I think is very fair for this card in a PSA eight. But this left-right centering, I would rather not uh, have an eight with that centering. I would rather not buy this card. So I'm not going to, but this is exciting. This should go up again. I remember a PSA 8.5 or a nine sold for $30,000 a couple of years ago. Um, and things have changed, obviously, but let's see if any final second bids. If not, I'm going to attribute it to the lack of good centering, and it seems like that's it on that card. Here's a Doug Harvey, PSA 8, Hall of Fame defenseman. They say the best until Bobby Orr came around. $2,600 for a PSA 8. Sounds like sounds cheap to me. Boom Boom Jeffrey on PSA 7, another Hall of Famer. $810 and a 7. And now we're a couple of Terry Sawchucks back-to-back. This is a PSA 4 for $2,000. And here's a PSA 8 that's at 5. I, I had a PSA 7. I sold it, I think, back in June for less than $2,000. It was a 7, a PSA 7. Oh, this has the PWCC, uh, you know, one of their special designations, top 30% designation. So it's going to get a bit of a premium because of that. I had a PSA 7, as I was saying. I think I sold it for, it was like 20. Ah, no, I sold it to uh, Earl. Earl Strohmeyer, I think, bought that from me for like 1600 bucks. US. Look at that. There we go. 2400 for the PSA 4. And here's the PSA 8. It, it's already been bumped up to $6,600. We've got a few seconds left. 22 seconds. Let's have a look and peek in on the Gordie Howe. This is the PSA 2.5 Gordie Howe with a big crease through the middle. Ends in 51 seconds. But let's go back here on the PSA 8. Terry Sawchuk, 5, 4, Three, two, one. No more bid. Sixty-six hundred for a PSA eight. Alex Del Vecchio, thirteen hundred. And here's the Gordy Howe guys. This is a big card. I mean, any Gordy Howe rookie is a big card. Again, if you're going to buy a, a, this is actually for a PSA two point five. That's a, it's a low grade. 
and it should be a 2.5, you know, rounded corners. I do like the color of the card. It's got some real authentic aging to it. I like that. Um, but that crease through the middle, not my favorite, of course. Let's see if we get any bids in the last few seconds here. Three, two, one. No more bids. And I'm not surprised. 7100 is a pretty healthy price for that card. This is a card I've never seen before today. This is a 1952 Junior's Blue Tint. I don't know what that is, but it's a PSA 4 with an on-card autograph, uh, an in-person autograph. Don Cherry, he's a, he's a legend. Let's see what happens here. I don't know what to expect, but uh, is it going to go for more than $400? Maybe not. And here's this. Here's the same card, an Henri Richard, PSA 7, just got 1,370. Again, a card I'd never seen before today. A PSA 6.5, Tim Horton, just sold for $5,600. This is a, a second-year Gordie Howe. Butte, I love this card. PSA 4, $761. PSA 3, Jean Beliveau, a very key card of a legend. A PSA three, $1,300. These prices are higher than they've ever been, $1,691. And then we have an SGC 9 Jean Beliveau. Now, this card, to me, looks too good to be true. Those borders are just, it's just too white. It's too white. You compare the, the borders there to the borders here, and not just the borders, the overall coloring of the card you compare that, you compare though that, and I like the color of this one so much better. It's so much more authentic than this. This looks like it's just pack pulled. Anyway, I'm not gonna say much more about it. I just, I, I don't, I don't, I prefer that card to this card, but I wanna see what an SGC9 is gonna sell for. And obviously it's gonna sell for some good money. George Vezinon makes Patrick Wall look like an amateur. <laughs> well, like you ever saw him play. This is like the Price is Right game. Great idea for a video. Thank you, Adam. We got three seconds left on the on the Beliveau SGC, and it's going to end at 21.4. Here's a Gump Worsley PSA 7 Hall of Famer. Again, that's a very bright card. $900. Sounds about right to me. Johnny Bauer, 1954 Parkhurst. Uh, you know, again, a legend. A Maple Leafs legend. PSA 8's at $2,000. Let's see if we get any bids in the last couple seconds here. No, doesn't seem like it. 2075. This is one of my favorite cards of all time. The Jacques Plante rookie card. The regular version. This regular version has a has a red back to it. You can see right here, it's got the red back. There's also another version. It's called the Quaker Oats version. And it's got a, it's the same, but it's got a the, the text on the back is green. I personally own this exact card. I have it in a PSA 6, just like this copy. I've had it for many years. And I always said, I don't want the Quaker Oats version. I want the pack pulled, the one the kids were buying in the shops with gum back in the day. Even though the Quaker Oats version sells for more, I don't care. I want I want this one. I want this copy. So I do have it. Wow. 68.50. Unbelievable. Here we have an Ari Richard rookie, 1957 Parker. It's a PSA 2.5. I can't believe this price. It seems very high to me, but apparently these cards are super tough to find. 25.75. Same set, Frank Mahovlich rookie card, PSA 8.5. And I mean, that's what the PSA 2.5 Ari Richard just sold for. So obviously he's worth well more than Frank Mahovlich, but we did get a couple last second bids to bring that up to 3360. 
Here we go, 57 tops. Johnny Busick, a PSA 8, does 22.75. Sounds right to me. All right, we have a bit of a break. This is an awesome card. Bobby Hall, one, one of the more important cards, uh, vintage rookie cards in our hobby, up there with the Gordie Howe and the Bobby Orr. Um, for the longest time in Beckett, this card, the Gordie Howe and the Bobby Orr, were all book valued at $3,000. I mean, this goes back, you know, several years, and they were there for a long time. So this card is very well respected. It's number 66 in the set, making it the last card in the set. Lots of elastic band damage done there. So... I'm excited to see what this card sells for. I personally own this card in a PSA 6. And I uh, want to see what happens here. Let's have some comments in the meantime. Nick, lots of Holy Grail cards. In. Yeah, if anyone's bought anything yet, let us know. James, any of you who can sign these gems? I know that uh, Sean Chalk has several cards in the auction. Billy, what is your opinion on grading being almost prerequisite to sell high in this market? Would you prefer a bad grade on a hard-to-find cards or just keep it raw? It's a good question, Billy. For my vintage, I want it graded. So... I would just get the card I want graded eventually. What a card. Money Malone Mindset. Malone Money Mindset. Welcome. Yeah, I don't know what card you were talking about, but they're all going big. Peeps, totally agree regarding all the vintage. It looks too good. Yeah, we're coming down time there. Are we watching Jeremy Saul? None of these are mine. None of these cards are mine. I wish. Seriously, though. No, none are mine. Here we go. Five, four, three. There we go. There's another bid. Let's see some more bids on this. $22,000. Here's a Stan Makita, another key card, 1960 tops in a PSA 8. I happen to own this card in a PSA 8. I've had it for many years. Did not pay close to $2,483 for it. Looks like that's what's, what it's going to end at. Here's another card, Phil Esposito, another key 60s rookie in a PSA 8. Another card I own in a PSA 8 as well. And yeah, I think I paid 600 bucks for it. So happy to see it sell for much more than that. Earl, got he, there we go. We have a winner. We have a winner with us tonight. Earl, I'm so glad you joined. I was just, I don't know if you heard, I was just telling how I sold you my PSA 7 Terry Sawchuck. I believe it was you. I'm pretty sure it was you. Um, no, maybe it was. No, you bought three 1933s off me. Someone else bought that Sawchuck. That's right. Sorry, I got Earl confused with someone else. That goes back to the June Virtual Expo. So we're going to watch this Phil Esposito sell for $22.25. In the meantime, I'm just going to... Uh, close a bunch of these windows from auctions 38 42 50 there is there's earl's turk broda we all know what you paid earl but congratulations on landing it great card close up more of these 810 on the jeffrey on 2400 on the saw chuck 6600 on the saw chuck eight del vecchio 1316 gordy howe and a 2.5 7100 that's Big money, 440 there, 1360 on the Richard, 5600 on the Tim Horton, 761 on the second year, uh, Bobby uh, Gordy Howe, 214 on the SGC9 Bellavo, 898 on the uh, Worsley, 2000 on the on the Bauer, 6800 on the on the Plant, 2500 on the Richard, 33 on the Mahovlich, 22 on the Busick, 22000 on the Bobby Hall, 2400 on the Makita. 2600 on the Esposito. And now, oh, I guess uh, I guess that was it there. The Esposito, we, I missed it end. Got back to it too late. Apologies, but 2600 or so, not bad on that. We have a four-minute break until the next round. So there are obviously cards ending on PWCC on eBay here in between, but nothing that I wanted to really look at. Yeah, peeps, that Esposito was nice. I thought it was a little bit off-centered. Um, but, you know, eights don't have to have perfect centering. So you're going to see off-centered eights. It's just going to happen. 
Nick says, quick question, are PSA Authentics altered, worth buying for 50s and before? Hockey cards, I'm looking at some high end that are too high for me at low grades. Any thoughts? I mean, I'll tell you a quick story. When I was at the Cleveland National, I don't remember the year, but a few years ago, I was just walking around and there were these two guys younger than me walking around buying up cards. And I heard them, I heard them talking about how the one guy was like, you know, I love this card. It's a PSA 8 with the OC qualifier. So the off-center qualifier. And I think the general rule we say is, you know, it usually sells for like two grade points lower sort of thing. Well, his rationale for it was like, look, centering isn't as important to me as it is to everybody else. It's got great edges, great corners. The card is perfect in every other way, but the centering is just off. But to get the card in that great of a condition, it's and he said it's still an eight, which I don't necessarily agree with as much because it's the qualified eight. But you know, and I think if PSA weren't to add the qualifier, it would have graded out at more of a six, most likely. But he was happy with it. And it made me think, you know, there are people out there who are who don't really care as much about the grade on the card as much as owning the card and it's been slabbed and authenticated. And that's important to a lot of people. So to Nick's question, I mean. I've been very, I've come very close to buying some authentic altered cards. A 52 Tops Mickey Mantle, for example. There was one that looked freaking like a PSA 10. I, this is year, several years ago. And I, you know, I almost bought it. I didn't, but I thought a lot and I thought hard about it. So to me, you know, I think there is merit to buying some cards that are in authentic or altered slabs because you're going to get them for a fraction of the price. And, you know, people always say, buy the best you can. I agree with that somewhat, but it's like, if you buy the best you can, are you not gonna blow your budget and then you can't buy anything else? So if you are sort of wanting to add 20, 30, 40, 50 cards to your collection over the course of a year, let's say, well, if you buy the best Wayne Gretzky rookie card you can, are you gonna have money left for those other 99, 29, however many cards you still wanna buy? I don't know, You that it comes down to money management and to me, you know, I try to buy the best cards I can, but I, you know, maybe I could buy a PSA 10 of something and then I'm done for the year. So I don't want that. I want to buy maybe the, the second or third best I can leave money to buy more cards because I love mail days. I love buying cards. It's, it's what I do. Let's hear it from you guys. Anybody out there buying anything tonight, bidding on any of these cards tonight? Have you seen anything that really surprised you? Anything that you thought might go higher? go lower. The Autograph Vault, welcome to the show, says buy what you love and can afford. Yeah. And I agree with that. Buy what you love, buy what you can afford, but save yourself money for more cards later. Simple as that, really. So right now, guys, we're looking at this Daryl Sittler, another Hall of Famer, Toronto Maple Leafs legend, PSA 8, a really good grade. To me, in the 70s, PSA 8s are nice. If you, if you can see along the right edge, it's got some like, almost some some darkening going on right along the right edge. And I've, you see that on a lot of these 1970 cards. Um, th these are just really cool cards, in my opinion. I love the, the pretend spotlights in the background. We'll see what well, we see another one. No, we don't have any more of these 1970s coming, but, uh, but it's also the rookie year of Gilbert Perot, Hall of Famer, and uh, Bobby Clark, Hall of Famer, Brad Park, Hall of Famer. So there's, there's four really key rookie cards in this 1970 Opeachy set. And of course, you've got, Bobby or Bobby Orr card, among others, a Gordy uh, 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 Gordy Howe card. 
23 seconds here. It's at $811. The next card we're going to look at is this Larry Robinson, Hall of Fame defenseman, the big bird in a PSA 9, which is a pretty strong grade. It's a $1,200. Bucks. Well, let's come back to the Sittler. We got 10 seconds. I drew, I drew sunglasses on all my Dino Cicerelli rookies. Too funny. Any final bids? Oh, one at the last second to $1,026. Very cool. $1,026 on that. And now we have a three-minute break until the next one. The last card I have teed up here, 17 minutes, is this PSA 9 Ray Bork. So I'm going to go back here. We're going to look at some other cards that are on my watch list that have ended. Let me check the clock here. We got three and a half minutes, so that's pretty good. So I was watching this Rave Reviews Michael Jordan card. Sold for $19,800 in a PSA 10. Very popular card, but I'm going to show you guys this card for a second because, in my opinion, it's just a terrible representation of him. Now, I don't know if you can see this. It's not really working. I'm not able to zoom in on it, I guess. Whoop. So anyway, if you can see here, his face is like cut off. I just don't like the card, but I wanted to see, and it, this card was actually supposed to be a die cut, but I guess they ran out of, you know, time, money, whatever it was at the end of the, of the production run, and they just didn't get it into the die, die cut machine. And they've got these, these black sections that were, again, supposed to be die cut. go back here what else was i want oh now we've got all these cards showing up on the uh on the ended side of things which i guess we got to expect so let's keep on scrolling down here here we are a really cool power in the key insert michael jordan psa 9 sold for 1700 i was watching that at kobe i watch a lot of cards guys at kobe bryant bowman's best refractor i just like to gauge the market sold for 1182 Again, Ken Griffey Jr., a player I like to watch. Some low, some cheaper PSA 9 car inserts from the 90s that sold. Here's this one's called Hall or Nothing, preferred tidal waves, neat looking cards. Here's one, $5,100 for a, a, a Flare Showcase Legacy Collection Row Zero, numbered out of 100. Again, that's very rare for the 1990s, sold for 5100 If this was the Michael Jordan card, it would get $60,000 probably. Embossed refractor, Ken Griffey Jr. PSA 10, 2,000 bucks. Here's a Shaq Skyonix for $122. PSA 10 sold. We got a minute left here. I'm showing you guys these because I'm going to delete them all from my watch list right after. The Motherload, Ken Griffey Jr., 54 bucks cheap. Look at this. A PSA 9 tops traded Tiffany Berry Bonds did 3,600 bucks. A Jack Hughes Young Gun PSA 10, $418. That's that's a lot of money for that card right now, I feel. Uh, 381 for the Quinn Hughes, his brother, the defenseman. Nathan McKinnon, Young Guns, PSA 10, did $1,625. That's right around where it should be, in my opinion, relative to the, the Sidney Crosby and the Ovechkin and the McDavid Young Guns. We have 53 seconds here. Here's a Nikita Kucherov, again, a guy who won the Art Ross Trophy a couple years ago, $510. Matthew Kachuk from my hometown Flames. Cup rookie does $233. Very low, in my opinion. Here's an MJ Molten Metal Explosion for $1,025. PSA 9, a 1993 top stadium club beam team, $700. Bucks. This is, I, I collect these cards, so I watch them. I did not buy this or win this card. I actually forgot about it, as happens on a regular basis with me. All right, we got cards ending here soon. I'll come back to comments. Thanks, peeps.
1225. The next card we're going to see is this Don Cherry rookie card, which we saw a pre-rookie earlier on. Six, we're 1253, five, four, any more bids? There's one. Well, one last second bid, 14 and a quarter on that. We have 12 seconds on Don Cherry, Opeachy, PSA 9. It's at 1,058. Will it go higher? I'm going to guess it will. There's a... Sorry, was that a bid? I looked away. No, nothing more. Lanny McDonald, tough card, PSA 10. Sorry, PSA 9, 11 and a quarter. Clark Gillies, if the mayor of Canada is watching right now, his favorite New York Islanders, Clark Gillies, was the winner of four consecutive Stanley Cups from, I believe, 79 to 83, something like that, or 80 to 83. I love this card. I love the 75 Opeaches. So simple in their design. I, I just so easy to, to read the name across the top, the puck on the bottom left, the, the player's name at the bottom. I, I just think it's a, a very nice looking year. And I know it. I didn't like it for a long time. The, the look grew on me over the years, but I just think it's a beautiful looking card. Let's see if we get any more bids on this one. I believe it's an underrated card myself. 797. I do own this card, I think, in the same grade, just for disclosure, not that that's mine or I'm buying it. And then we move, move on to his teammate, Brian Trottier. Uh, this guy's got five, six cups, something like that, both with the Islanders and with the Pittsburgh Penguins. And then I believe also as an assistant coach, so we'll see what happens here with this card. I think it might go a bit higher, but then we have his the the maybe the best player from the Islanders dynasty being Mike Bossy in a PSA 9 coming up afterwards. And then I'm going to reload because I got more to reload. You're noticing we're getting a little light up here on the on the top ribbon. 13 seconds on the Trottier. Can we have any more bids? Oh, 15 and a quarter. Last second bid, 15.75. Looks like that's it. Is that it? Let it spin. Let it process and spin. That's it. 15.75. 7.97 on the Gillies. The Lanny McDonald did 11 and a quarter. The Don Cherry did 10.83 for the PSA nine. Larry Robinson 14 and a quarter for the PSA nine. And now we're at Mike Bossy, $17.70 currently for a PS. This card was, you know, $600 for several, several years. And now, as you can see, it's more than, it's tripled basically. And I, I think we'll see another bid or two. Next up, we're going to move on to a Wayne Gretzky and a PSA 7, followed by a Wayne Gretzky and a PSA 7, excuse me, 0.5. Then we have a Ray Bork, Opeachy PSA 10, a Mark Messier, Opeachy PSA 10, and then a, a Ray Bork tops PSA 9. We're going to watch 22 seconds left on the bossy. And then I'll get to your comments guys. And we'll take a, we'll have a short break. I believe in between the 1980 card and uh, whatever we're going to watch next. Nine seconds on the bossy $1,770. I really tough year for centering. This card isn't even perfectly centered 21 and a quarter, $2,200. The last second, we have two minutes there. So I'm not surprised, 2,200 bucks. It's basically gone up four to four and a half times what it was before. You know, we've seen the, the skyrocketing of cards across the board. So nice to see that for the bossy and not great centering as far as nines go on that copy. So could be worse. All right, we have two and a half minutes there. Let's see what you guys are talking about. Nick says, thanks for your answer. So if a two of a card sold for 6,000, how much did you pay for an authentic? You don't want to overpay. So tough to say, Nick, just without knowing the card and what it looks like specifically, but you know, that that authentic the authentic card could be a lot nicer than the PSA two, so 
you know, but it's probably going to sell for less. So what would you pay? I don't know what I, I do. I do not know the answer. I need, that would have to be on a case by case basis. I don't have a general rule in mind. Tom says, can't believe young guns of OV five Crosby five K. I know, I know Eli. Thanks buddy. Great to have you. Billy, currently the high bidder on the Joe Thornton, Black Diamond, not feeling confident. Yeah, those are rare, man. I know you've been chasing them. So good luck to you on, on being able to, to uh, get one of those, to you know secure one tonight. Nick says, what's the difference between PSA Authentic and Authentic Altered? What one is more valuable and collectible? I mean, I've never, no one really asked the question, which one's more valuable between those two uh, type, types of uh, slabs, but in my opinion, it really depends on what the card looks like. How was it altered? Was it a trim that is barely barely noticeable? Like, you know, if it clean if the trim cleaned up some edges, um, but the rest of the card was really nice. I mean, that's a card that's, you know, depending on what card it is, I'd welcome into my collection. I'm talking a 52 tops Mickey Mantle, like iconic cards I would have trimmed. Other ones, maybe not as much for myself. Fresh bread. I tore up my Corey Hirsch rookie card when he lost to Sweden in the Olympics. No, wasn't a big mistake. You're, you're, you're just fine. You're just fine. Check it out, guys. That Gretzky PSA 7 just hit a bid, $9,400. we got 42 seconds still. Yeah, the Jordan is terrible looking. I agree, but it's popular still. 2012 Panini Anthology Gold Prism Sidney Crosby at $7,500. I know. Who is that? Who said that? Please let me know. Ryan O'Hara, Fred, the Fred Penner's on the list tonight. We're going to watch that. Don't worry. C. Eddie B. Thank you. Thank you very much. Like the guy you mentioned, I don't mind the OC designation. For me, it's more about how the card came out of the pack. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I'll talk to that in a second. Bring back Pro Set. Okay, I'm going to leave that one up. Here you go, guys. Eight seconds on the PSA 7, Wayne Gretzky. It's at 9,400, right around where they've been selling lately. Lots of sold. Oh, wow. That's a bit of a jump to 12.1. And let's have a look at this card. We have 57 seconds still. 12-1 on the PSA 7. That's not the most it's sold for, but that's higher than the average. And now we have the 7.5. So if the 7 just sold for 12,100, what should the 7.5 sell for? I'm going to think about 16 to $18,000 would be my guess. Definitely more than the 7. Again, the 7 did 12-1. The 7.5 isn't even there yet. So we know we're going to see some bids here. Let's see. I'm going to go all the way down to the bottom and let's see uh, what anyone else, anyone else guessing on this one. We have 22 seconds. Justin says 15.5. I think that's a really solid guess, Justin. For the side guy here. I'm with you, man. I'm with you. Yeah. Justin was close on the, on the PSA seven Gretzky. Here we go, guys on the nine on the 7.5, 11.157. Are we any more bit? There we go. 14.350. Last second. 14350 it looks like. I'm surprised. I thought that might go higher. Okay, next up in 3 minutes is the PSA 10 Opichi Ray Bork. We will come to that. Some more comments in the meantime. Let me go back. Up. Where do we leave off here? Back to Pro Set. Sports card review. Watch party. Should check out Probe Scene 123 and the Serena that is going to end within the hour. That is a mass produced card that is putting crazy prices. Thanks for letting me know. Let me uh, I will bring that up right now. Let's find that card here. Um, da, 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 da. We'll just go this way. And we're talking Serena Williams. What was it? Was it a P? It must be a PSA 10. Let's see what we find here. 
here we go. So yeah, let's uh, let's bring that one up. When does this end? 39 minutes. I'm going to move this to the end. Yeah, we will watch that one. We'll still be around. Back to the Ray Bork. We have two minutes. Superbad says, what should I do with my Connor McDavid second year exquisite patch auto? Keep it, love it, enjoy it. I mean, great card. Evan Thomas just traded my Lafreniere Artifacts SSP for Jason Tate and PSA 10. Feels like a win-win. Love the hobby. Are you targeting any prospects? Personally, I don't target very many prospects. I, I don't like to ride that wave. I The volatility of young players. Um, I've, I've done it. I prefer to uh, really collect slash invest in either proven players or when it comes to young players, I'm not so much into their 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 commodity type of rookie cards as much as I'm into rare inserts and parallels for myself. Ovechkin PSA 10 Young Guns just ended at 6,000 US. Thank you, Adam Crawford. That's that's big. That's big money for that. More than I've seen it sell for before. Snap CX, Potvin was the best New York Island. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely, uh, there's definitely a case for that. I mean, you know, and a defenseman, right? Defensemen don't get the hobby love, but they should. I believe they should. Justin, there we went. There we went. Jason Field had a nice Don Cherry card that I had him sign years ago. Any thought on whether that would increase or decrease? Well, Don Cherry's old. And he's only getting older, which is obvious. So he's going to, uh, you know, his 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 years are numbered, I would say. And when that happens, he won't be signing anymore. So there, you know, I, th I think there is room for that to uh, to increase. Twenty two hundred in line for the bossy. Thanks for confirming, Justin. Billy tells us bossy scored fifty plus goals per year for nine straight seasons. Absolute insanity. Yeah, I mean that is absolute insanity. We have, we have 20 seconds left on this Ray Bork. The last two copies I saw of this card both sold for over $20,000. So we're going to find out if those were fake or real, I suppose. Before that, two copies had sold for just under $8,000. So this is still higher than those two. 10-6. Can it 12-6? Can it there we go. Any last second bid? So someone just bought this for half the price almost as previous copies had gone for. $12,655. Kind of makes you go, hmm. And now we have the Mark Messier PSA 10, 18,000, which is, you know, the last copy sold for 24 or something like that. So this is likely to get another bid or two. Centering doesn't look perfect to me. This might be uh, this might be one of Sean Chalk's cards, not sure. But we have a few minutes there. Here we go. More. Oh, here's some of your guesses, guys. Peeps guessed 18,000. Brent, this is on the Gretzky PSA 7.5. Brent guessed 14.3. John 16.1. Get Swifty said 13. Frank DeStasi just won the Gretzky 7.5. Hey, congratulations, Frank. How cool is that, guys? The winner of the, and I think you got a good deal on it. I think you got a good deal, Frank. I really do. I mean, I, I think that card is legitimate, you know, we all know it's worth what you paid or it's, you know, it's what it is. But if I had to guess, I mean, I was right around that $16,000, $17,000 mark. So I was a little bit high, but congratulations, man. Seriously, really happy for you. Yeah, you should be stoked. That is awesome. Great card. I, I own a copy myself. This is, I'll tell you guys the story. I have a PSA 7.5 Wayne Gretzky rookie. I owned a shop, as many of you know, in the early 90s. And I always sort of traded up. Whenever a Gretzky rookie came in, if it was nicer than the one I already had, I would keep it for myself and put mine in, into the showcase. At the end of the show, of the store's run in around 1994, the best copy I had was this copy that I ended up getting graded in 2008. It came back at PSA 7.5. And in 
And so, and I still own it. Very, very happy. I still own it, of course, um, because I'm probably into it for $200 sort of thing, 300 bucks maybe if that. And, uh, but I almost sold it one time at the, at the summit show in Edmonton. I had it with me. It wasn't out on display. A gentleman came by, asked me if I would sell him my, if I had a Gretzky card to sell him. I said, well, I have one, but I don't want to sell it. He said, well, what, give me a price on it. I said, well, and at the time it was selling for like eight, 900 bucks. I said, well, I guess I sell for $1,500. And he goes, okay, I'll take it. I'm like, actually, man, I'm sorry. I, I, I thought you'd say, no, I can't sell the card. And I didn't. So I reneged. I reneged. And I, I admit that. But I just didn't want to sell it. And to this day, I'm of course, you know, there's emotional value on cards like that that you've had for so long. And um, it's, I think it's the only time I've ever kind of put a price out there and then said, actually, man, I just can't sell the card. I, I won't be able to sleep. So I didn't, I kept it and I felt bad, but hey, sometimes you got to just kind of do what you got to do. And in that case, I couldn't let it go. And today I'm very glad I still have it. We have 12 seconds left on the PSA 10, Mark Messier at $18,000. There's a bid. Any more bids? There's a, there we go. There's a $7,000 bump to 25.5. And that's going to be the most that card has ever sold for. Now we have the PSA 9 tops Raymond Bork. Same card as the OPG, except it's got the black over the little puck there. 12 seconds. I expect this to get at least one more bid. I don't know why. I just think it should. It's been sitting at this number for a little while. Any more bids? And no. 787 for the PSA 9 Raymond Bork. 25.5 for the Mark Messier. That's a big number. Okay, so we have this Serena Williams up there still, guys. I'm going to just uh, take that off for a few minutes, and I'm now going to reload us with the next round of cards to watch because there are still a bunch more that I want to go through that are going to be ending during the show. So we've got three minutes. I'm going to start, as I mentioned, loading up my, uh, my, my bar there with a whole bunch more cards. We've got some 82s. We got some 83s, we got some 84s, some 85s. And again, we're going to go right up until the, a couple of years ago here. So I'm just oh, doing that whole right click, open a new tab sort of thing. We are going to, I do have one PSA 10 Opeachy Premier Jagger that we're going to watch. We've got some Martin Brodeur. We've got some. We got a black diamond Alexander Ovechkin rookie. We have the BGS 10 pristine SP authentic Sidney Crosby. We're going to watch a couple of young guns Crosby. We got a couple of Ovechkin young guns still to come tonight. So we'll see how, if, if we can do $6,000 again, got some Patrick Kane, some Kerry price. So we're going to see a lot of awesome cards that are going to, uh, going to change hands tonight. I really like this. We got a Patrick Kane Young Guns exclusives. If anyone out there is not familiar with the Young Guns parallels, there's two parallels to the Young Guns. There's the exclusives and the high gloss. And the exclusives is out of 100. The high gloss is out of 10, making it a total whale of a card. What just happened there? Let's see. All right, all of the, my my uh, tabs are all. Some of them are still thinking, but uh, that is okay. All right, so we have a whole bunch more cards queued up, guys, ready to go. So in the meantime, let's bring up the first one, which is going to be a Grant Fuhr. So Grant Fuhr, oh, here we go. There it is. Grant Fuhr again, Hall of Fame winning goaltender. He won all those cups with the Edmonton Oilers. 
Um, great card, $980 PSA 10. Let's see what happens here. All right, JC, love the Borg and the Neely. Yeah, we got, we're going to be watching the Neely as well tonight. Serena sold for 14K. Old label Bork PSA 10 looks centered. Good to know. Terry Tops, uh, Tops PSA 8 Gretzky went for 8,200 tonight. Beret Young Gun is the only rookie card underpriced. It's his only rookie card. Underpriced, probably. Pavel Bure, I mean, he had a shorter career, but what a, you know, he was among the best in the league when he was there. Bork is cheap, at least 15K. Agree, 17.4. Peeps, I love and own the Messi card, but don't care for the disclaimer on the label. Oh, I don't care for the, the, the whatever that says, the error. I don't care for it either. Here, here we go. The Grand Fear in five, four, three, two, one. Ends at 1080. Ah, 12 and a quarter in the last second. Here's another copy of it. Does it also get a last second bid? No, it doesn't seem to. Here's a Ron Francis at $1,600 in a PSA 10. He is the new general manager of the Seattle Kraken. I want to see that again. 1225 there, 1083. So whoever bought the first one paid a bit more than the second one. Let's see if Ronnie Franchise can get any more bids in the last couple. $2,000. We are breaking records here, people. Next up, uh, Joe Mullen, PSA 10. American-born player, 435, 567. Any further bids? Doesn't seem to be. 567. Dale Howardchuck, my guy. 1,011.50 for the PSA 10, 15.35. There's some respect. Here we go. We're going to watch a Scott Stevens card next. I like this card. This is not a very important year as far as hockey cards go. 1983, there aren't a lot of important rookies in it. There's a handful though, but nothing huge. Nothing huge at all. This might be the biggest rookie card in the set. You've got a Pelly Lindbergh. You've got a Brian Bellows, a Steve Larmer, a Bernie Nichols. Uh, Guy Carboneau. There's several rookies in the series of 1983 Opeachy. And also this year, Tops didn't make hockey cards. This year and the year before were the only two years they didn't make hockey cards during the 80s and the 70s for that matter. So let's see what this Scott Stevens is going to end at. We got 10 seconds. It's at $630, 23 bids so far. Will we see any more bids? There is a bid, 6767, and that might end it. Seems to be. Here we have a Steve Eiserman rookie card in a PSA 10. To me, one of the most important rookie cards of the 80s, up there with Patrick Waugh and Mario Lemieux. Probably the third, well, you have Messi and Bork as well. And you have Paul Coffey and Eric Kerr. There's a few, but this is a big one. $4,400 anymore. $5,200. Congratulations, Steve Eiserman. And we have a break. All right. I'm not disappointed to see a break there. I hope you guys aren't. $5,200 on the Steve Eiserman. Another card. Uh, that was 900 bucks for years and years and years, really up until, you know, eight months ago. And now it's $5,200. So, well, that's one of those, it is what it is type of thing. The next card we are going to look at in six minutes is this uh, Al McKinnis, the second most important card from the Mario Lemieux rookie year set, the 85s. Let's do that. Let's do some more comments. Ryan O'Hara watching the Joe Thornton Black Diamond, a Gimla SP die cut, and Chara. So we are watching tonight. We're going to watch the Joe Thornton and the Chara, but I didn't bring up the, uh, the Gimla SP die cut simply because it's the non-die cut card that I am more interested in, uh, being the true rookie card versus the RY card on the, on the die cut parallel. You're welcome, Frank. Congrats on that uh, PSA 7.5 Wayne Gretzky tonight. Uh, that is a, that's a, 
that's an all-time keeper, man. Really happy for you. And super cool that one of the cards that was sold tonight that we're watching, we got the guy who bought it on with us. So congrats to you, Frank. Justin says, 20K if centering isn't perfect on the Messier. Well, it went to 25, Justin. I I'm surprised too. Yeah, congrats again to Frank. We got a lot of congrats to Frank. Terry, who knows about Gretzky rookies. Big ball. But does Frank's wife know he bought That's the question. That is the question. She does, and she does. Billy tells us that the Chera BGS9 is currently cheaper than raw copies have sold for. Yeah, that'll go up. Because uh, the chart, you know, Chara is a guaranteed Hall of Famer, in my opinion. Um, he, he's he's a guy that you're going to remember. I mean, he's, it's, he's like the Andre the Giant of hockey. You're not going to forget this guy, no matter what happens. So I think it's a it's a good card. I own it in a PSA 9 myself. I've had it for a very long time, and it's a beautiful card. I love those. I love the series of SPs from the 94 with a Ginla, the 95 with the Alfredson and the Bertuzzi rookie, and the 96 with the Chara rookie, and I think Peter Sikora has a rookie in there. I know there's maybe even Miroslav Shatan was in there. Some really cool, just good looking cards. Those, those 90, uh, those are 95s or 96 SPs. Big balls, happy for Frank. Yeah, 25.5. BVG 10 Bork did 9,600. I, I meant to be watching that. I guess I didn't get to it. Ryan O'Hara, if you want to win that Thornton and prefer PSA slabs, work a trade. There you go. You're in Canada. These prices, these are all US dollar prices. That is correct. Big ball, that is correct. I have my eBay set to US. I got just got to text the girl before getting that's what we'll see you back here soon, Justin. Frank says, What do you think the Eisman PSA 10 will go for? I'm tempted. Sorry, we're a little bit late on that. Frank, did you buy it? Did you buy it? It went for 5,200, I think we saw. Ready to hear these ending auctions. Yeah, well, did you just get here, Lee? Because we've been going for a while already. There, we've had a ton of them already, man, and uh, still more to come. We've got about 25 left that I've got queued up here. The next one's in three and a half minutes. It's going to be the Al McKinnis PSA 10. The coffee PSA 10 did 6,500 bucks. Yeah, that, that seems a little low to me, actually. James Ivey, good evening to you. 90s hockey, you'll get your Scott Stevens one day. The coffee PSA 10. Yeah, I, I should have had that one up. That's my bad. My bad. Big Al, a fellow Cape Bretoner. Yeah, Al McKinnis. The 84 Gretzky went for 22. You know what? I somehow was supposed to have that up, but I don't. I think my watch list might have got too full and they deleted some on me because I was over 400. But let's go see. How much time do we have on the Al McKinnis? We still have two and a half minutes there. If Ray Bork cannot command demand, Chara has no chance. Well, Raj, Ray Bork commands demand. So... That, that, that's not even a question. Uh, but uh, the Chara, I mean, I think Chara will. I think Chara will. JC, small money, but I got the only Neelio Peachy BGS9. Congrats. Good price. Do you fart, Joe Mama? Yeah, man, just like you do. Just like you do. Thanks for joining us. Really appreciate the comment. Smart. Very smart. Good price on your Neely. Snap CX, why is 81 Borks top so cheap? What was the PSA 9? The uh, A PSA 9 Opeachy would do probably about $2,000 to $2,600, $2,700 right now. And the tops just gets a lot less money. And I think it's probably because of, and I'd have to look it up because the pop reports may, may not represent that. Um, it's more or less just general market uh, interest and demand. And uh, it's thought to be a lot rarer overall simply because it's the canadian version versus the u.s version 
All right, guys, we have a minute and a half left on the Al McKinnis. If anyone else also has any other cards that the, you know that you see that uh, you want to look at, I can bring them up if I don't have them already queued up. But uh, we still have a few to go through here. The last card that we're going to go through ends in, I believe, about 20 minutes. So we have at least 20 more minutes of this playing this game. So let's bring back the screen. Here's the Al McKinnis. It's at $1,325. You could have had this card. <laughs> sounds like a broken record, right? You could have had this card eight months ago for, I think you could say that sentence on any card right now, any, you know, somewhat important rookie card and say, you know, you could have had this card for 20% of what it is now pretty easily. So, but I'll keep on saying it because it's fun because it's fun. Brent Criswell, what's your favorite 90s rookie card? If you're asking me, it's going to be the Joe Thornton Black Diamond. Uh, that, I just think it's a great card. I remember chasing it as it, when it first came out. Al McKinnis got another bid. We're up to $16.53. But there's lots of cool cards in the 90s, and they're relatively cheap compared to you know a lot of other cards because of the junk wax era stigma. We had another bid on the Al McKinnis. Will this card hit $2,000? I don't know the pop off the top of my head. Does it say down here? It doesn't. I wish they would put that in all their auctions. Here we go, guys. Eight seconds on the Al McKinnis. We're at 17. Oh, there we go. 18 and a quarter. Can we go even higher? 18.50. And it looks like we are done at 18.50. Next card up is a PSA 10. Patrick Waugh, 1986. Great card. Second, In my opinion, the second most important card from the 80s. I always hesitate because it's Mario Lemieux first. Then you got, you got you know, Patrick Wasty Weiserman, Ray Bork, Mark Messier, Brett Hull. I mean, and then all the guys from 1981. You know, 1981 is pretty underrated between Paul Coffey, um, Yeri Curry, Denny Savard, Peter Stasny, Andy Moog. It goes on and on. There's a ton in that year. What is your favorite rookie card from the 80s? My favorite card from the 80s era. I mean, it, it, it's all these. It's the Mario Lemieux rookie card. It's the Brett. I love the Brett Hull rookie from 1988. All the good ones. All the good ones. Hockey, hockey. Any Lucha Borsato. I mean, he played for the Winnipeg Jets. I remember Luch, Luciano Borsato. Um, I was a fan. He was, I remember watching him play. He had a couple of really good games for the Winnipeg Jets back in the, uh, back in the 90s, probably. But Joe Mama. Thank you, Jay Pogs. Welcome. Raj, are you going to buy more Upper Deck E-Packs? If you're asking me, uh, probably not. I don't buy Upper Deck E-Pack. Nothing against it, just not for me. Char Billy says, Chara's RC is from a condition-sensitive set, and he was a common bin player for six to seven years before he became the Chara we know today. Yeah, can't disagree with that. Vintage football hot soon? I think so. I think it's only natural that vintage football is going to heat up. And Isaiah says, do you think we will see a jump in prices for the rookie Young Guns checklist? Good question. I'm surprised they haven't seen much of an increase to date. Even the bigger net. Yeah, they go for dirt cheap. You know, they're checklists. They, they, personally, I have zero interest in them for my personal collection, while I do want the rookie cards of those players. So I don't know. I, the jury's out. I'm certainly not going to be involved in those prices going up because I'm not going to be putting any bids on them. So... Five seconds on the Patrick Waugh PSA 10, guys. Will we see another bid? I think this might be the most we've seen one sell for. So I'm not surprised. No more bids. And next up, we have a Brett Hull 
PSA 10. So one of these cards sold earlier tonight for like $4,500, $4,600. The one before that did $5,000 that I'm aware of. So let's see what happens here. We've got a minute 40 till that one. Comes Fresh Bread Sports Car says 81 is an ugly set design. Now, I mean, I agree. I am not a fan of the looks of the 81 set. With that said, if you have that card in a really pristine type of condition, it's a lot nicer. See, I grew up I grew up with handfuls of those cards, 1980s, 81s, 82s. I grew up with shoe boxes filled with those cards, thrown in, rounded corners, creases, off-centered out of the packet, obviously. So to me, because I've seen them, I've seen so many of them, I find it to be just, a, and I've seen so many of them in really bad condition. So I almost think of that when I think of the cards. That said, I have a PSA 9 Paul Coffey in my personal collection, which I think, you know, any serious hockey rookie, hockey rookie card collector needs a Paul Coffey rookie. I mean, he's the highest scoring defenseman of all time, I believe. I might be wrong on that. Might be Raymond Bork. Might be Nicholas Lidstrom. Someone can correct me if I'm wrong. I'm sure Billy will. Please do. But in any event, um, Paul Coffey is, you know, the guy won four. Maybe was it, did he win five cups? Was he there when they won the fifth? He probably was. I mean, it's an important card. Defensemen don't get the love that the goal scorers do, that the forwards do. But I think we're going to see a bit of a, I think we're going to see a little bit more love than before uh, as time goes by. And we have some really good rookies, rookie defensemen this past season. So it looks like this this Brett Hall is going to end at 4,600. Very respectable. Here's a Brendan Shanahan in 10 seconds. And the second most important card from this 88 Opeachy set. It's at 1,250. Now it's at $1,914. Whoa, shit. Shoot. 1964 is the ending price on the Shanahan. And that takes us to Joe Sackick, one of my favorite cards from the 80s. Uh, however, not this copy, not the Opeachy. I prefer the Tops copy this year because they are just rarer. There were fewer of them printed, is my understanding. And uh, I really think the PSA. So I'm not sure the population of the Opeachy, but this is in, you know, it's in the 150 to 250 range, probably somewhere there. Whereas the Tops version, there's only 17 copies. I own two of those 17. That's, and I bought them a while ago. That's how much I believe in that card. And 785 for the Opeachy uh, PSA 10. I mean, that was a $100 card every day of the week, you know, in June. You could buy stacks of that for 100 bucks. <laughs> Again, there we go, talking about what we could have done. Here we have a Jager, Yaromir Jager. I mean, you know, this guy is the third all-time scorer, I, I believe second or third all-time scorer in the NHL. He's an absolute legend. He's an icon. And uh, this card has sold as high as $800. Let's see if that will continue. I'm hesitant to think it will simply because it's at 480 with two seconds left and 565. So somebody didn't want to see it sell for 480. We next have, this is the Score Canadian version Martin Brodeur. Now <clears throat> there's two versions of this card, the American and the Canadian version. The only difference in this card on the front is that where it says score here, you can see it's in red, whereas the American card, it's in blue. So when you're looking for this card, if you want the more desirable, the more valuable of the two, make sure you're buying this card with their, the word score right here in the top right corner of the card in red. And you need to know that he is the winningest goaltender of all time, okay? This guy is no, he, he's a hall of famer. People argue who's the best goalie of all time. 
Martin Brodeur or Patrick Waugh or my favorite, Dominic Kasich. But a lot of people are going to tell you Marty Brodeur. And this is a very uh, important card. And it's Junk Wax era. So nice to see it getting $300. There we go. You could have had that card for 80 bucks. And now we have a card that I was actually thinking about. This is not a card that I'm, I'm watching on my watch list for this show tonight. This is a card I'm watching on my watch list for me to buy because I like PSA 10 inserts of Wayne Gretzky. Um, I'm not convinced that I love the look of the card. And it's a little dark, but I find oftentimes that these darker sets, these cards that look dark in pictures, can oftentimes um, look a lot better in hand. So... I mean, that's a pretty nice card, right? Like the colors are pretty cool. So let's throw in a bid. Let's throw in a bid just to see it where we're at. I don't usually don't bid till the very last second, but let's see what happens. Outbid. Let's try again. So now people are going to think I'm shilling. I'm not obviously like not people who might look at the bid history on this might. Oh, you're just ticking away, ticking away. Right. And but I'm certainly not. OK, we're the high bidder is 66 bucks. Probably not going to bid anymore. Let's see what happens on that. I'm the high bidder. All right. I, I forgot about this card. I wasn't didn't think I was going to bid on anything in front of you guys, but that's okay. I don't mind. So we had this Brodeur. We'll get rid of that. We have a minute and a half here. Let's go to some comments. <clears throat> hockey, hockey, 80s hockey are some of the most beautiful cards ever made. I agree. Why do people hate 81? I don't hate 81, but if you're ranking the beauty of the sets in the 80s, 81 is near the bottom of the list for me. That's for me. And that has to do with, I grew up anticipating the release of these cards every year. Could not wait to see what they looked like. I remember the first time I saw the 82s, going to the drugstore and buying a couple packs, opening up to see what they looked like and being like, I don't love them. I remember I didn't love the looks of those cards, but they had the Dale Howarchuk rookie, which is an important card for me. So I, I like it, uh, and it's certainly grown on me. Cool. I'm glad you do. I'm glad there's people that really like it. We don't. That's the beauty of the hobby, guys. We don't all have to like the same thing. There are a million different ways to approach this hobby. Let me rephrase. There is an infinite amount of ways to approach this hobby. That's what makes it so cool. None of us do it the same, and that's the way it needs to be. And I'm just. I think we should all be happy that it does. I guess I'm outbid here. Did I get outbid? No, I'm still I'm still the high bidder at 67. Hockey, hockey, Fernando Tatis are probably auctioning high after the... Yeah, I heard about that 14-year deal. Congrats to that team. It's a Bork. It is Bork. Yeah, Bork is higher scoring. There we... Okay, I'm outbid. I'm not going to... Uh, I'm done. I'm. Oh, look at that. I'm way... <laughs> oh, whoa. I wasn't even close. See, I, didn't, I don't even know much about this card, but there it goes for $202. Way outbid. Next card we're going to look at as the Black Diamond Alexander Ovechkin PSA 10. It's a $2,000. This card is a lot rarer than the Young Gun in a PSA 10 holder. I don't know the population, but trust me when I tell you this card is rare. Condition sensitive. I was lucky I pulled one of these out of a box from Maple Leaf Sports Cards in Calgary back in 2006 or 05, whenever this product came out. <clears throat> Pulled it. I no longer own a copy of this card. I moved moved out of it a long time ago. But I wanted to watch it because this is one of these ways where when the young gun, when the young gun gets as expensive as it does, there are so many other options for us as collectors on rookie cards to purchase of those players. And half the time, the cheaper options are rarer cards. Something's I don't know. 
I don't want to say something's wrong there because the demand for young guns is just so high. It's like the everyman card type of thing. But does it make sense? I, I don't know. I see value in a card like this simply because of the rarity of it, the condition sensitivity of it, and the fact that the young gun is five or six thousand bucks. <clears throat> 2350. Is that it? <clears throat> $2,350, less than half the price of a young gun. I don't know the populations, but if someone wants to go out and compare them, let's see if, if the popul if there's if there's twice as many of these as there are young guns, I guarantee it's the other way and probably to the extreme. All right, guys, here's a huge card. Sidney Crosby, SP Authentic, Future Watch Auto, numbered out of 999. To me, his best rookie card outside of the cup. And um, it's in a BGS 10 holder, which is going to get it a significant premium. This card's at $18,200 right now. I believe the PSA 10 is worth about 9000 if you look at the last time one sold. So we're about to see what happens here. I can see this going higher. This is one of these cards that the investors are looking at, and they should be looking at if they're not. This is great for a for the fractionals, for the for the private equity funds coming out. People who are looking to put $100 million into the hobby, you may as well put 20 grand into this card. And there's 20 grand into this card. Any more bids? 20,600 it seems to end at. Here's his ultimate rookie card, a beautiful card, and only 299 of these made. 3,100 for a BGS 9. And now we're on to some young guns. 4,500 on that one and 4,500 on this one. So we've got two Crosby young guns we're going to watch. And then we've got two Ovechkin young guns that we're going to watch. So we've got 27 seconds on this Crosby young gun. It's at 4,500 bucks. Jeremy broke down and got a coffee. Good job. I've had, a, I've had the coffee for a long time, I think. Pretty sure I've had it for a while, Terry. He won with Pittsburgh. Good. Chara just popped to 366. I didn't. Oh, good. Okay, so it's coming up here. 4,500 on the Crosby. Any higher? No higher. And here's the second one that's already more than that last one by $50. That one did not go any higher than 45. And I have no idea why one why that happens. Like I often wonder, are people seeing things on these cards condition-wise? Well, with these young guns, it's super hard to really see any flaws unless they're on the edge of the full bleed type of, or the bottom border. Otherwise, it's tough to see. 4,800. The last one went for 45, 4,850. Someone didn't like missing out on the last one. 4,850. And now here we are in the Ovechkins. 4,660 bucks. That one did not get any last last split second bids. We're at 4658 on the Ovechkin for 27 seconds. Bork scored 40 more points. I think McCarr, Hughes, and Heiskinen are going to put some respect on D-men. That's exactly what I think too, United Stats. Heiskinen, you've got Hedman. I mean, but I'm with you on those three guys. McCarr, Hughes, and Heiskinen. To me, Heiskinen is an amazing defenseman. He hasn't done much this season yet, although they haven't played many games. Look at that, 5,200 for Ovechkin. Ovechkin outsells Crosby now. That's kind of a new phenomenon. Oh, it's been back and forth over the years, actually. And here's a second copy. It's at 48.50. That one finished at 52.08. There's five grand on this copy. And you know, this is a card that was not over $1,000 too long ago. 12 seconds on this for 5,000 bucks. The next up is going to be a Anze Kopitar Young Gun. 
There's another bid, 5102, 5300 on the Ovechkin, 55, are you kidding me? Wow, 5,500 bucks on the Ovechkin and a minute on the Kopitar. So we're gonna close that up and close a couple of these. So <clears throat> we have 60 seconds there, sweet jar. I think this card is so overpriced, it's a beautiful card. Which one, the Black Diamond maybe? Sorry guys, I'm behind on the comments but there are so many of them available relative to 80s cards. Jagger still playing pro hockey in the Czech Republic. Yeah, he's like 55 years old. Just inventory here in Florida. Can't find hockey hobby boxes. Oh, boy, I'm way behind on the comments here, guys. I got to apologize. Amish Dave, see the Brodeur bump. It's off center. Marty made Vezina look like an amateur because you've seen Vezina play, right, Fresh Fred? <laughs> There's no video on Vezina. I don't think there's any video on Vezina. He played until the early 20s. 10 seconds on the Kopitar. Anze Kopitar has like been the leader of the LA Kings for many years now, you know, between him and Drew Doughty. Uh, maybe Dustin Brown, there's an argument there too. 250. I mean, compared to what these other guys are selling for, this is this is a pittance of a price, $270. Here we have a Patrick Kane Young Guns, you know, one of the best American-born players of all time, PSA 10 is going to do 1650 bucks. I think that's right where it should be, right around the Nathan McKinnon. Here's a carry price. The goaltender for the Montreal Canadiens is at 960 and pops to 1375 in the last second. We have a couple of Jonathan Taves, who for the longest time was worth more than Patrick Kane, but that has, that has switched around. And we're going to do $730 on that PSA 10. And are we going to crack 600 on this one? There we go, 660. And this is the PSA 10. Patrick Kane Young Guns exclusive. So this card, as you can see at the bottom, it's got the UD exclusives foil stamp along with the serially numbering out of 100. So this is much rarer than the regular Young Gun. And this is sitting at $4,650 with eight seconds left. Let's see if it gets any final second pops. Wow, there's one. 6,900, there's another one. See, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think that makes sense to me, uh, you know, in the context of everything else going on. Here's a Victor Hedman talking about great defensemen. He won the Conn Smythe trophy. Or, yeah, the Conn Smythe for the best player in the playoffs last year. $433. I think that's maybe a little low. A really nice Patrick Kane limited logos, $450. Not rookie year. That's a third-year card, but I just thought the patch was too nice not to watch. And this is a big boy here, guys. This is the card I was talking about earlier that I wanted to buy. <laughs> I wanted to buy it when I saw it at like $1,500, and then it was at like $2,200 earlier today. I thought, okay, maybe. And then it was a five grand. Now it's a $7,500. Box. I'm out. I'm out, even though I could see the next time this card sells going for $10,000 or $20,000 even. So who knows? But we have 20 seconds on this. A couple more left after that. <clears throat> I'm going to guess that this gets more bids. I could see this doubling still. No idea. Could be totally wrong. Time will tell. Seven seconds and we will know. Four, three. There's a bid. Two, one. And there we go. $9,769. Here we have an Nathan McKinnon, just a simple FLIR showcase rookie out of 499 in the PSA 10. So I want to, I'm going to talk to you a bit about this. $317, guys. 317. But before we come back to that, let's look at this. Here's his, this sold for 1175. It's his Prism Cracked Ice. 
decent card, great card, decent price on that, I would say. But I wanted to show you this card here. Nathan McKinnon, in my opinion, is currently, you know, in the top three players in the NHL. Some people argue he's number one between him and Connor McDavid. We saw his young his young guns in a PSA 10. And there's lots of them. I don't know. The, I don't know the population, but there's lots of them. His PSA 10 Young Guns sells for about sixteen, seventeen hundred dollars. There's thousands of those printed. There's more of those submitted to PSA for grading than the rest of his rookie cards combined. I mean, I'm, I'm I don't have evidence on that, but I'm probably not wrong. This is his rookie card. This card is numbered to four hundred ninety nine, as you can see there you know, maybe 5% of the young guns, maybe 1% of the young guns, who knows? It sold for $317. His young gun sells for $1,650. So, you know, you hear people say everything's gotten expensive. There's no, you know, people are, are, are upset that there's no deals to be had. People are upset that they're priced out of things. Well, you might be priced out of the young guns, but the fact of the matter is this card here is way rarer than the young guns you know how many were printed. You can easily find out how many PSA 10s there are. My guess is there's well under 50. There, there might be under 10. I don't know. Someone can maybe let us know. I have no clue. But the fact is, is that it's sold for a fifth, a sixth of what the young gun sells for. People are buying what everyone else buys. It's it's it, it's what happens. And it, it's, not, it's not necessarily bad, but I, my point is there are still options out there if you think you're priced out of things, you don't have to have the young guns. I mean, maybe you do. I won't talk for you. Maybe you do have to have the young guns. I don't have to have the young guns. I'm happy. I'd be probably just as happy with this card. And to me, at $317 compared to $1,650 for the young guns, there's huge value built in there. Anyway, just, just some thoughts on that. And this isn't the only example of where... Now, the card is not as nice, perhaps, although it's not ugly, I don't think. I mean, it's not it's not a hideous-looking card by any means. If you like that script, the the kind of the cursive script for, with his name at the bottom, which I'm not a huge fan of, but I don't, I don't hate it, um, a fair option, a really fair option. So... <clears throat> and then we had this cracked ice, this uh, Panini Prism cracked ice, some sort of parallel, you know, not uh, to me, not the nicest prism parallel that I've seen, but it's again, it's not, it's not bad looking at all. And it's a, it's, it's second year prism. It's a rookie card. It's a rookie year card, I should say, because it's probably not going to get the RC designation, but it should very squarely get the RY designation. And I think it's a, I think it's a decent card. 1175. I would, I wouldn't want it for that. But again, this card sold for well less than the young gun sells for and i guarantee you the pop on it is a fraction of what the young gun is i would i would have to think so so there we have it guys oh, oh we had that serena williams let's see where that went here it is we have a minute left on the serena williams so we'll see what that if that pops anymore <clears throat> get it i missed the gretzky i missed the gretzky the oh so where did the i must have I guess I got over my watch list, guys. I had over 400 items in my watch list, so I just wasn't able to pull up a bunch of them that I wanted to. But I'll, I, like many of you, I will definitely going, be going back and seeing what some of these cards sold for. It's more fun for us if you bid. Well, I'm glad I got to bid on one card for you guys. The chair is going to go crazy. I would like to see what that sold for. You don't like 82? Yeah, that's fair, Sean. Totally fair. Definitely rarer. 
I just lost a Thornton at 11.75. Sorry to hear that, Billy. Sorry to hear you didn't get your cards. The young guns are just overrated at this point. I like them. The market is maybe too exuberant for them. Yeah, the market's excited about them because that's it's the everyday card. It's the card everybody seems to want. Okay, guys, here. Sorry, I'm uh, come back, come back. Here's the Serena Williams. We got nine seconds on the Serena Williams. It's a 7,300 bucks. Any last second bids? 76. That's it. I mean, isn't that crazy? I have a box of this stuff sitting somewhere unopened that I bought. A box of the Net Pro. I think it's the same stuff. Pretty sure. Where did I put it? Where did I put that box? Oh, I don't even. Oh, I don't know. It's here somewhere. Here it is. See, I have this box in Net Pro Tennis. I bought this from Eastridge Hobbies. Price tag is still on there. 30 bucks. I just bought this like in the summertime and it's unopened. I've kept it sealed I because it's got the Anna Kornikova on the back. Let me just stop the screen here. It's got the Anna Kornikova jumbo card on the back. Paid 30 bucks Canadian for this box. So like 22, 25 bucks US. And um, is there possible that I've got a $7,600 Serena Williams card in there? I mean, it's still 2003. I think it's the same thing. I'm not sure. There might have been another version of these. So perhaps it isn't. But in any event, that's kind of cool. Joe Thornton, Upper Deck PSA 10, just did $710. Yeah, that's a, that's big for that card. Get Swifty. Crosby hitting 18000 for the BGS 10. Yes. At least this is actually rare, like a young, like <laughs> unlike a young gun, no doubt. Young guns just are not rare. All right. You'll take the Net Pro box, Jordan. I, I'm sure, for sure, for sure. Hey, Dave Kaplan, welcome. We, we, we just finished watching a whole bunch of the auctions, uh, the PWCC auctions tonight. Uh, that was a lot of fun, guys. Great viewership, by the way. I want to thank, thank everybody for joining. I hope you enjoyed that. If you did, you know, let me know. And, um, me, you know, PWCC lights up eBay every single month. And uh, I told my wife tonight, I said, because I only decided to do this like right before I had dinner. So I think I'm going to go do a, wa a watch show and let's just, cause I'm watching these things anyway. And I said to her, it happens only once a month. And we were going to finish watching Cobra Kai tonight. We're like, we have like three episodes left on season three of Cobra Kai. She's like, well, I can watch other stuff. You go do your show. And I said, okay, thanks honey. And by the way, this might be a monthly thing now. So we'll see if I, if, if you guys like this, we can do uh, we can do this more often. It's the same set. Thanks for letting me know, Jordan. Crack it live. I'm not ready to crack it yet, Johan, but I appreciate uh, you being here and, and the ask. Hey, there's there's the guy who knows about what he who knows about what's what. Yamwax, welcome to the show, my man. He says Serena has great cards, but that base card is kind of overcooked. I prefer the nut. Yeah, that's what I thought. There were these numbered versions as well. So, um, and I don't think I can get the numbered versions in this box, but that's okay. I mean, and when I bought this box, Mike at Eastridge had like. I don't know, six or eight of them. And I thought I may I should buy them all. I didn't, which is good. Leave some for everybody else. And who knows? Maybe the next guy came in and bought them all and sitting on them too. So who knows? For Serena, all these hockey auctions are making me want to consign my Martin St. Louis. Jeremy or Venus out of 2000 is look. Yeah, thank you so much, Yam, to you for that gift way back. I really appreciate that. Get the Serena. I wasn't getting the Serena. We were just watching. We were just watching. After Young Guns, what are the next top hockey rookies? Well, I mean, if you're looking, when you say after the Young Guns, Luke, if you mean in terms of lower value, 
there's lots of options. Uh, you know, you've got the MVP, you've got the Opeachy, you've got the Victory, you've got Trilogy, you've got Artifacts, although Artifacts is numbered out of 750 and I think is undervalued overall because it's out of 750 and really hard to grade. But to me, my favorite rookie card every year in hockey is the SP Authentic Future Watch Autograph because on card autos, clean, clean looking cards, beautiful white backgrounds, really nice, consistent type of designs where if you look at an SP Authentic card, you know it's an SP Authentic card. And, uh, and you know, only $9.99 on card auto, beautiful. I mean, kind of the best of both worlds. That to me is the card I like. 2003 Net Pro approaching five to 600 USD. What for a box of this stuff? That's nuts. Thanks, United Stats, for joining. Hope you, I'm glad you enjoyed it, man. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Sean Johnson. Yeah, that, I had fun, guys. I, I I hope you guys had fun too. Need more of the? Oh, we need more of these. Well, there we go, big unit. So if you know, we can add in 11, 12 episodes a year with these uh, PWCC nights. Uh, why not, right? John Simone, thank you so much. I'm with Adam Crawford. Uh, yeah, I'm with Adam Crawford, SP Future Watch Auto. That's where I'm at, too. I have 13 of the glossy Serenas and Federers and Nadals. Well, good for you, man. That's, you might be sitting on a, uh, on a on a gold mine there. Thanks, Yam. I mean, literally paid like 25 bucks US for this, if that. Well, 30 Canadian, whatever that worked out to. Darren Crook says, Nathan McKinnon, Young Guns PSA 10, pop count is 604. And total graded is just under 1,000. So six. Excuse me, 604 PSA 10s. That's more than than there were of the Fleer Ultra rookie altogether. There's only five 599 of those even printed. So there are options out there. If you're priced out of Young Guns, guys, there are options out there for you still. You just have to kind of look around. And if you're just getting into hockey cards, or if you're you know if you've been a Young Gun loyalist your whole life, and you're just starting to look elsewhere, you got to do some research. But it's not hard to do. Just go to eBay, sold listings. Click on it. Search for the RC and the player you want, and you'll see what thing, what's what. Check it out. The Serena you just saw is going to fall. There's 30,000 of them. Yeah, right? I mean, yeah, I, I'm not surprised that I agree. It'll, it could easily fall. Sean Johnson's Future Watch Auto is the gold standard. I mean, I'm with you. Like, the cup is worth more, and you got the patch, but, you know, I got out of collecting RPAs several years ago. They're just not for me. I... Didn't enjoy them as much as I once did. And to me, SPA is the way to go. Stealth Shoes was going for this card. And which card are you going for, Stealth Shoes? Which one was it? You're welcome, Brent Criswell. Thank you for joining. You bet, Hockey Hockey. Thanks for joining. Thank you, Snap CX. Party at Carlos's house on Friday night. Everyone's invited, no doubt. Everyone check out Because I'm Carlos. Guys, check out Because I'm Carlos, all right? Check out his channel. Check out Amish Dave Archer's YouTube channel. Check out the new... Um, cardboard culture with my boys Amit and Kent. I mean, those are three of the kind of, you know, underground channels, if you were, but provide great content. Some of my favorites. I mean, that's where you'll find me a lot of the time. Andy, my man, Andy, saying hello. Good evening to you. Luke says, Future Watch Autos for sure. I was wondering about non-autos. I'll check out the artifacts and trilogies. Yeah, I prefer artifacts to trilogy just from an aesthetics perspective. I do not like the looks of trilogy that they've been doing recently. I just don't like the design. But there's some great cards that still come out of those packs. But as far as the rookies go, not for me. Stealth Shoes, the 2012 SP Authentic Sign of the Times, Gretzky Messier. Ah, very nice. Very nice. Thank you, Jason Field. Much appreciated. 
Is the expo happening this year, says Jordan? Not in May. Don't think it's going to happen in May. Let's look to the November for expo. Possibly, I, I got to talk to Steve Menzi, who owns it. Maybe we'll do, maybe he'll do uh, another one or move the November one around. Sean says, have to say, I really appreciate the amount of hockey content on this channel when hockey's often so marginalized elsewhere. Yeah, I, I, I noticed that too. Um, glad you found it, Sean. Glad you found it. Thank you, Jason. You are welcome. Thanks for joining my man, Al. Always good to see you. Johan, trying to do a deal for Marner Canvas, but he goes to the week and a half ago, jumped 200, no doubt, right? Amish Dave, there's my boy, Amish Dave Archer. You're welcome. See Eddie B. Check out Malone Money Mindset, another great channel out there. Thanks for joining. Thanks for joining. Bud F, number one road trip podcast right here. Thank you, Bud F. Thank you so much. Yeah, this was a yeah, surprise show, Chris. You're late. So I usually, guys, I, I usually download the audio, upload it to, to podcasts, and I want to keep doing that. But this is a weird episode, right? There's so much visual on the screen, so it doesn't make sense for me to put this in podcast form. I'll probably do it just, just because, and if people don't listen, that's fine. But uh, I kind of, I want to keep the streak going. I mean, this will be, this is episode number 81 guys. So keep in mind Saturday morning, I'm going to be guest hosting on hobby hotline. Check that out. The YouTube channel, hobby hotline, other guest hosts on that channel, Brian Gray, Dr. Jim Beckett, Brody, the kid, John Newman, Drew Herndon. There's a whole bunch whole bunch of guys that come on there and uh, and rotate in and out guest hosting. So check that out. And then next Monday, well, this coming Monday, I'm going to be uh, sitting in with, with Dustin, the personal finance dad. And we're just going to talk hobby for about an hour on his channel live streaming. So come check that out as well. Yes, there's my boy Vegas Finds. Check out his, one of my favorite channels. You guys want to laugh while you're watching content. Check this guy out. Good evening. This is, Hey, thanks for coming. Glad you made it, uh, Chris. Good to see you. Jordan says, Jeremy, you have a perfect streak of thumbs up on SCL. As far as I can tell, that's in the comment. Thank you so much, Jordan. Opinion on the cup worth the buy, says Garrett. The cup is always the most exciting product of the year. Today's cup day. Like it's like, it's like a holiday, right? This is the first year where I'm not on eBay 24-7 watching cards get listed because I'm just a little less interested for whatever reason. And maybe it's the price point. I'm understanding it's anywhere from like $800 to $1,300 a pack. I'm almost scared for people to a degree. Are they going to get the value? I do know there's some amazing content this year. There's a lot of new subsets. They did a lot. They were really creative with it this year. I think a lot of them are super cool. Um, but, you know, the rookies aren't quite as big as they've been in the past. But there's still some awesome rookies, uh, in my opinion. So, uh, but opinion worth the buy. I mean, all I'll tell you, I don't know. Uh, everyone has different risk tolerance. Uh, everyone approaches it differently. But for me, I don't think I'm going to buy any tins of the cup this year. I'm saving my money for Skybox Metal Universe as far as opening product goes. <clears throat> yeah, Vegas find uh, Dame is too good. Okay. This is thank you, uh, Justin. Glad you enjoyed. United Stats says it's fun to find us a knowledgeable YouTuber talking about hockey. I got back into the hobby three months ago and loving it because of channels like your. Well, awesome, man. Well, come back. We're every Saturday we go live. This Saturday coming up, my guest, my guest this Saturday, guys, and I'm going to stream it right now on the bottom is Mike Phillips. He is the executive. He's an executive vice president at Upper Deck. He's, I believe, he's the executive vice president of sales and marketing. It's a, uh, that's a big position at Upper Deck. He's going to be joining me on Saturday night. 
You're not going to want to miss that. If you like hockey cards, if you like upper deck, if you don't like hockey cards, if you don't like upper deck, you're going to want to watch that episode. Uh, I think we're going to get answers to some things. We're going to find out about a few things. And I've been given the green light to ask a couple of tough questions. Not that I've been given the green light. Billy, who's who also works there, you know, said that, you know, you're going to get some good information here. So I'm excited about that. So check that out. We have Brian Gray coming back on March the 6th. You know, Leaf CEO, always an exciting show. We have Paul Lesko, who's the Hobbies resident legal analyst coming on on March the 13th. There's more book guys. We'll get to those later. And if you didn't catch my episode this past Saturday when my guest was Patrick Bet David, probably my favorite episode so far, guys. Um, what can I say? He He's a master interviewer. He's a He's an entrepreneur. And uh, he was just laying down some knowledge on Saturday. So check that out if you haven't seen it yet. He's only on for the first hour or so. And then Carvin Chung comes on and and uh, tag tags in for, for Patrick. So check that out. Uh, an amazing episode. One of my, one of my real, a proud moment for me. Um, and he was really complimentary, which really made my day. So I was just super happy about it. Dave, do it. You spoke the cards, the grades, and what you visualize in each card. So it should translate well to audio only. Thanks for that, uh, Dave. I, I'll definitely do that. Appreciate the, the feedback. Yeah, the cup is far too risky. It is. It's the kind of thing where, you know, it's a thrill. A lot of people save up all year for one cup of the tin, for, for one cup of the tin, for one tin of the cup. So, you know, but this year they're going to have to save up longer because prices on everything have just gone up. Prices have gone up on everything across the board. So, you know, I, I think fewer people are cracking it and I think more people are going to sit on it because of the, the this resurgence of sitting on, on, on unopened wax. So tough to say, but you can either hit a home run or you can get real, really skunked. At the end of the day, though, you're going to end up with something because you're going to get 36 cards out of your case if you buy a six pack case and you're going to find value in there. But if you pay $6,000 for the case, are you going to get $6,000 in value out of it? Maybe. Probably not, though, but maybe. But that's, hey, we all know that's the gamble with opening wax. Dave, I did not watch any cup breaks today. Nothing. I'm going to I'm gonna catch up. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get caught up and watch some. But F says, y'all talk about star stock PSA sub results on a previous episode. I'd love your opinion. I've seen them, like 92% PSA 10s or something like that for the star stock A's. I think I saw that or whatever the stat was. Um, I don't really have much to say about it. I mean, it, it you know. I hope they did well. I hope they did well for them and their customers, um, but I don't know much more about it to talk about right now. Hockey, hockey, or sorry, Chris says cup is good if you pull that year's golden goose. Other than that, it's a huge gamble. It's a huge gamble no matter what, but you might. there's several golden gooses in that set that you can pull. There's several case savers, but there's fewer. There's, there's more case non-savers. More excitement around cup or metal universe? Metal universe, like by a mile for me. And that's probably just because it's new, right? It, it's 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 newish, right? We haven't seen a Skybox Metal Universe set in hockey ever. We've seen Clear Metal Universe. It's the first time we're seeing it. And it's the first time we're seeing a set like it since 2012. So I'm super pumped for Skybox Metal Universe. I it, I care about that way more than, than I do the cup this year. Condition out of the pack this year is going to be a hot question on Saturday. Yep, that'll that we're going to talk about that. Any thoughts around Austin Matthews' best cards? Could be one of the best goals. I know, man. His, he's got 16 goals already. He scored again tonight, I think. Six to 14 or 16 goals I saw he's got. that. He's like ahead of everybody. Um, Austin Matthews is having a year, like a breakout sort of year. Now, that, that would imply that he's never had a good year before, but he has. But I think he's 
maybe not a breakout year, maybe more of a solidifying year, maybe a year that is actually, you know, confirming what everybody thought and hoped for as a number one overall draft pick. He's doing really well. And his cards should follow, right? Is Upper Deck going to do anything to avoid us hobby enthusiasts paying extreme markup on boxes from new product? Good question. I do not know the answer. Earl says, I normally watch a lot of cards in PWCC on my own. Much more fun watching it on your show. Thanks, Earl. I appreciate that, man. And uh, yeah, I think this is a success. So we'll probably do this as many for as many PWCC auction ending hockey nights. I'll do it for sure. Jeremy looked like the Cheshire cat during that episode after you got those compliments. Yeah, I was. <laughs> thanks for calling me out on that. But yeah, it was um, it was really nice to hear Patrick uh, recognize the my interview technique. And he gave me great compliments on that. So I was very happy with that. Got sports. Great to have you. Better late than never. Billy, I wouldn't put serious money into Matthews until he signs his UFA deal. Yeah, because he plays for the Toronto Maple Leafs. As soon as he goes to a non-original six team or just a, a Sunbelt team, could spell trouble, and he might very easily go down to Arizona. He's from he's from the Phoenix area. That may be where he goes goes to live and play. Who knows? What's the biggest hockey price surprise of the night, in your opinion? Asks Justin. I wish I could go through my... Oh, you know what it is? It's the PSA 2.5 Henri Richard rookie card. I forget what the price was now, but I remember going, whoa, that was a big price. That's what it is for me. Sean says this year is this year where Matthew shows he's for sure an all-timer as hard as it is for me to say as someone who hates the Leafs. Hey, jo Hey, Sean, we're in the same club. I, you know, I don't want to, I don't even like the word hate, right? But I've been, uh, I've been an anti-Leaf fan for a long time, but I have so many friends who are Leaf fans that, you know, while it's kind of fun to rib them a little bit, I almost feel bad because they've had so much bad luck since 1967 or whatever it is like, but, uh, but yeah, I, you know, on the, on the flip side, I'm a hobby first guy. I'm hobby first. So if the Toronto Maple Leafs are doing well and they have good, important players on their team, which they do in Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, John Tavares, those are important players in our hobby, all three of them. I want them to do well for the hobby. When it comes to my hockey team loyalties, I have no loyalty for the Toronto Maple Leafs. I have loyalty to my friends who are Leaf fans. And there's so many of you. I love you guys. But I'm not a Leafs fan, so it's weird. It's like I cheer against them, but for the hobby, I cheer for them. It's a weird, it's a weird way to be. But I got to figure out how to how to navigate that just in my own head. Justin says the Messier PSA 10 25.5 was nice. Yeah, that, I think that's that's the right direction for that card, right? Not crazy more than the last couple sold for, and not less, which is nice to see. Holder keep Crosby on guns. It to me, that's the same question as holder keep Wayne Gretzky rookie cards. I think you know the answer. I'm, I, but I'm not someone who's going to sell now to buy back cheaper later. I do not predict the market. I, I, I just, I just don't predict the market. So for me, I would not. I have a Crosby Young Guns PSA 10, but I'm not going to sell it thinking I'm going to get it cheaper in three, six, nine, twelve months, year, years, whatever it is. So to me, it's a hold, and I will ride the ups and downs. Hey, Greg, welcome to the show. We are well. You found a sealed box of 93 SP. That's very cool. Oh, the baseball. Extra cool. Congratulations. And uh, yeah, I, I don't think you're going to open it. Garrett says to sell sell the Crosby Young Guns. Uh, Terry thought the PSA 6 Vezina went low. I would have liked to have seen that go higher as well, Terry. I think that as far as hockey goes with the mainstream hobby right now, 
those early 1900s cards are just not really on the radar yet. Will they get there? Great question. I don't know. I don't know. Some of them should. I mean, we're talking about the pioneers of hockey. We're talking about the first Hall of Fame members ever for hockey are in those early sets. Uh, and, you know, in hockey, you had three sets. You had the 1910s, 11s, and 12s. They're called the C-56s, the C-55s, and the C-57s. Yes, in that order. That doesn't make sense, but yes, in that order. And then you have no more hockey cards until 1923, the William Patterson set, where we saw a King Clancy sell earlier tonight. But you have four key rookies in that set. You've got Howie Morenz, King Clancy, Oral Joliot, and Jack Adams. All key sets that trophies and old divisions in the league were all named after. So really great set. And then you have a few, a couple more sets in the 20s. And then you have the set, a couple, you have several sets in the 1933, 34, 5, 6, 7. And then pretty much some jumbos in 1940. And then you get into the 51, 52 Parker set. <clears throat> I think people will go back to the early 50s and find importance in those cards when we're talking mainstream investors, that kind of thing. But uh, as far as the early 1900s, I'm just not sure. AM, Austin Matthews is going to keep racking him up if he keeps playing with Jumbo Joe Thornton. You're right. I wonder how much of Joe Thornton's increased card value as of late is due to him playing in Toronto. Let's hear what you guys think about that. Dave, uh, the Gretzky rookie cards, yeah, the PSA 7 did like $12,100 and the 7.5 did, I think, 15000 something. So they did well. I was expecting the 7.5 to do a couple thousand more, but I was ex I was also expecting the PSA 7 to do a thousand or two less. So I think they did well. Yeah, the Henri Richard did $2,575 US dollars for a PSA, I think it was a 2.5. That's really high. I mean, I, I wouldn't have been surprised if that card sold for $650, $700, but no, it did $25. But for the last year or two, I've had so many people, and by so many, I mean four or five, which is so many for this card, send me messages saying, hey, do you know anyone who has an uh, Henri Richard rookie card available? I don't. There's people looking for it, so I guess they all went head-to-head -head tonight uh, to, to get that. Here we go. Connor McDavid got his 500th NHL point tonight against the Winnipeg Jets. That's a big number for a guy who's only been in the league for five, six years. So congratulations to Connor. Halfway to 1,000, which is a really, you know, that, that's a big milestone in hockey to get 1,000. There's only like 80 guys who've ever scored 1,000 points in the NHL. And Connor McDavid, you know, barring significant injury, will get there. And 500 is a really nice milestone. Thanks for letting us know, Dave. That's really cool. Thornton is Joe Thornton is playing like it's 2006. So Joe Thornton's rookie year is like 1997, I believe, 98, 97, 98 in there. And uh, he's playing like he's younger because he's he's playing for his hometown, the Toronto Maple Leafs. He played his whole career, early year, early career with Boston. The rest of his career was in San Jose. And now he's gone home to Toronto for his twilight. And I think he's got a, well, he's got a way better chance of winning there than he did in San Jose. That San Jose team's a bit of a mess. But uh, congratulations to, to Joe on what he's doing there. And, and just a nice guy, Joe Thornton. His parents come to the Toronto Expo and walk around all the time. Nice people. The, nice people. I've, they've been to my booth. I've talked to them. They're, they're nice people. What do you think about Vegas? Dave claims. <clears throat> I think so much about them that I don't even want to talk about them. There's been too much Vegas Dave chatter. So I appreciate United Stats. I hear you, man. I think he doesn't know the future just like I don't know the future, just like you don't know the future. That's what I think. 
Enjoy enjoy while last. They say that as a Sharks fan, Jumbo Joe will fade as the season goes. I think the Henri Richard is short printed or something to find a remotely decent condition. Very rare. Yeah, it makes sense. Which is the best Opeachy Gretzky rookie or tops? The Opeachy uh Swifty is the one that is much more desirable, mainstream mainstream wise. But that's another option, just like we were talking about the McKinnon earlier. You know, that's an option where if you're priced out of the Opeachy. I'm not saying you are Swifty. I have no idea. Is Get Swifty a play on Get Shorty? Get Shorty's like with John Travolta is like my favorite movie of all time. If you guys haven't seen Get Shorty with John Travolta, you have to see the movie. It's it's amazing. His his character's name is Chili Palmer. My favorite movie character of all time. So cool. But that's John Travolta's so cool. So maybe not his real life. His character is so cool. Um, but yeah, you know, you have if you're priced out of the Opeachy. Wayne Gretzky, the tops is a fine option. It's actually a higher quality card in terms of the physical card itself. You don't have any jagged edges on them. You know, uh, it's a nice card. I, I own one and I, and I love it. Sean says always Opeachy. Yeah. Opeachy is going to be the first choice, but again, I think tops is a good secondary option. If you want a high grade copy or a higher grade copy than you can afford for Opeachy. Justin says, I'd say the Gretzky, OP, the Gretzky rookie cards were semi-strong tonight when grades are below eight. It's somewhat tough to say, but the seven, seven, five showed well tonight. Sure. I thought the seven, five could have done a little bit higher, but it did well. Less of them, more condition sensitive. That's true on the Opeachy. A guy in New Brunswick hoards Henri Richards. That could be a part of it. John JT, I think you're talking about John, uh, John Tavares' rookie was trending up before he went to Toronto. They're much higher now though. Greg says, who would you say are one or two under the radar young guns to consider investing from the last five years? I mean, I like Elias Pedersen in Vancouver. I like Bo Horvat in Vancouver. I mean, I like Sebastian Ajo and, and, and Svechnikov in Carolina. Be careful with Svechnikov. There's two Svechnikovs in the league. I think they have the exact same name. One of them's in Detroit, I believe. The other one's in Carolina. You want the guy that's in Carolina. Miro Heiskinen. If you can get your head around buying a defenseman, I like Miro Heiskinen. I also really like Kale McCarr and Quinn Hughes. Those three young defensemen, I think, are maybe going to help get more love for defensemen overall. I might be wrong, but I like those guys. Um, what else pops to mind? Nothing else pops to mind. You know, there's obvious guys, but nothing else is really popping in my mind right now. Billy, just took advantage of the Jason Spezza bump. Okay, I, I didn't think Jason Spezza was getting a bump, but if he did, that's awesome. A bit of a mess about San Jose is an understatement. Vegas Dave is a, just a self-promoter looking for hot takes. And I mean, if he if he burned a card that's worth $200,000 and he got a, a ton of content and content value out of that and content value revenue out of that, then maybe it was a worthwhile trade-off for him. I don't know what kind of you know uh, revenue he's going to generate from the videos he puts out from that. I have no idea, but who knows? Maybe it's 200 grand. Ryan tells us that he doesn't deserve all the attention he gets. He's a punk. Can't disagree. Can't disagree. But I don't know him personally. I only know what I see. Uh, let's stop talking about him. I'm for that. Two thumbs up for Get Shorty. Yeah, Earl, you know it. You know it. You No problem, Greg. The Andre and Evgeny special. Okay, so they have different names. They're brothers. One is much better than the other. So, yeah, you want the guy. You want the, uh, it's the Andre Sveshnikov in Carolina. I, I've got some of his cards. I've also got some Sebastian Ajo cards. Uh, from Carolina. I mean, again, it's a team that doesn't get a lot of hobby love, but some young, great young players. 
I also think Detroit has some good young players like Dylan Larkin, you know, new captain, sixth captain of all time, something crazy like that in Detroit. Um, but he's the best player on a very bad team. So, you know, you, but players get traded, things happen, teams transition, teams get better. So Garrett tells us that Makar is going to change things. He's this generation's Bobby Orr. I mean, that's high, high praise. And I haven't seen him enough with my own eyes to say that he's this generation's Bobby Orr, but time will tell. And, and I think there's a very good possibility that he could be. A lot of people, you know, Terry, Terry is about to go off on that comment because Terry, you know, Bobby Orr is Terry's God. And Terry, let's see the comment. I need a sip of water, guys. <clears throat> Thank you to Got Sports Guards who asked everybody to hit the like button. Please do. I always forget about that till the end. But yeah, hit the like button. If you haven't subscribed, please subscribe. All that jazz. Why, Garrett? Give me your analysis on on Kale McCarr. Okay, so maybe we'll get that. Gene Hackman is an underrated all-time great. Yeah, he's he is awesome in Get Shorty. Uh, Delroy Lindo. Delroy Lindo is also in Get Shorty. Um, oh, what's what's the actress's name again? Very pop. I just can't think of her name right now. Beautiful actress. She's awesome in it. It's such a such a good movie. Get Shorty. Joe, if you haven't seen Get Shorty yet, my man, you got to see Get Shorty. I could do an episode just talking about that movie. I've literally watched it like a dozen times. I just I just love it. Travolta is so cool in it. There are also two. There are two Sebastian Ajos. That's right. Hurricanes and Islanders. You want the guy on the island. that You got to be careful about the Sebastian Ajo, guys. I forgot. Thank you, whoever you are. If that's still Eli, whomever. Thank you for that. Very important. SWGG Films. Nice to see you. Welcome to the show. Thank you for your advice you've given me personally since we met last. My son and I have started our own YouTube account. Please check us out. Williams Top Box Card Breaks. Hey, guys, check out Williams Top Box Card Breaks on YouTube. Apparently, I've inspired or educated, so I'm really proud of that. That's a really nice to hear. Let's check that out. I'm going to just quickly write that down or I will forget. So that is Williams. Williams Top that should help me find it. Box card breaks. Okay. Thank you, uh, SWGG. And uh, good evening to you and your son. Joe, my man from Santa Cruz, California. McCarr needs to put his defensive game together. That'll come in time. United States thinks Vasilevsky. Well, Vasilevsky is the goaltender for the Stanley Cup champion, uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. It's hard for me to think he's under... I hesitate because... Card wise, yes. The NHL and the the you know the NA the media around the NHL, they recognize how good he is, but the hobby hasn't caught on. And part of it is because they don't know how to say his name. <laughs> it's it's a long name, and he's Russian. That you know, that uh, unless your name is Alexander Ovechkin um or Pavel Bure, that doesn't, you know, being Russian doesn't necessarily help you. Just look at if Jenny Malkin gets no hobby love, very little. I'll I'll refrain, I'll take that back. Very little hobby love relative to his success. John Carlson scored the most points by a D since 1993, who was, which was Brian Leach at 75 points. Makar has a long way to go and needs a unique situation like setting up Ovi on the power play. But he can set up Miko Rantanen, um, uh, uh, Nathan McKinnon, among other players on, uh, on Colorado. Terry says there will never be a Bobby Orr. I knew you'd say that, which, I, which you know, it, it's hard to think there ever will be, simply because when Bobby Orr came around, he revolutionized the game, the position. 
And really, no one's done it like him, maybe since Paul Coffey. Paul Coffey could skate. He's Paul Coffey's one of the best skaters in the history of the game, just like Bobby Orr. Paul Coffey could skate and score and pass and do it all. He also had an amazing team to play with, which didn't hurt, definitely. Justin says, I've got to circle back and check out what the Lemieux rookie, alt, the alternative rookie leaguers went for. Yeah, I was meant to be watching it. I, I, I got to plan this better next time, which I will. Learn the first time, get better as we go. That's how I roll. Get Swifty, leave my wings alone. We got Stevie Y back. Yeah, you know what? Having Steve Eiserman back as the general manager of the Detroit Red Wings means one thing. Oh, future of winning. That's all that means. So there may be some opportunities for guys like uh, Dylan Larkin, um, Anthony Manta. I mean, I had Anthony Manta in a hockey pool last year, and he racked it up at the beginning of the season. Then he fell off, but he showed signs of brilliance. So I like, I like, I like that. There's a couple other guys there that just aren't coming to mind right now. Ryan O'Hara, Pedersen is one of the few cards that haven't popped last month or so because the Canucks started so slow. Yeah. So I had an NHL scout on the show back in November, I think. Happens to be my first cousin. But he was an NHL scout for the Florida Panthers. He's no longer with them, but he was for five years. And I asked him the question, you know, if there is there a guy in the league that you think has big potential? He said Elias Pedersen. So I'm going with that for me. Number one, I thought he was a little small. If he gets a bit bigger and he and he builds out his frame, which he's so young, he still will. He's got the potential, according to you know what I've seen, but more so relying on my cousin, who's a pro scout, relying on his opinion. I think Elias Pedersen is is somebody to uh, to to keep your eye on. Joe Perot says, any thoughts on non-sports trading cards? They seem to be drawing a lot of interest from various collectors. Yeah, non-sports cards definitely. We're seeing a lot of wrestling action. We're seeing uh, we're seeing a lot of talk around Marvel right now. Wrestling, I think it was um, uh, Brett from Stacking Slides said it best. He said wrestling is sports entertainment or athletic entertainment, something like that. Makes a lot of sense to me because it's not a true sport when it's scripted, right? So, but that said, um, we're seeing a lot of action on Marvel, and uh, <clears throat> so I think yeah, is that going to spill out? Is it going to go out into other non-sports cards? like music cards, like um, Hollywood-type cards. Maybe, maybe not. Time will tell. We met last year at last year's McDavid. We met at the Expo last year, McDavid and Hart cards. I remember doing a deal with somebody on McDavid and, and Carter Hart cards, so that was that would have been you. I, sorry, I can't place the face, but I do remember that. Vaguely, vaguely, but great to have you. Great to have you on the show. Joe Perot, this is hockey, but that's okay, my man. That's okay. It's more appropriate to suggest that Makar might be this generation's leech, Brian Leach, or Paul Coffey, or change of sport. Yeah, I agree with that comment. Garrett says his foot's been a lot of talk about uh, Kale Makar versus Bobby Orr. And it looks like Greg, yeah, Greg is happy with all the answers. That's wonderful. Adam Crawford says Pedersen has been very unlucky this year. Yeah, he's hit like he hit like seven posts in the first like eight games or something like that. So it's just a matter of time till he starts racking them up for sure. Yeah, he leads the league in post hits. I remember seeing that. There'll never be another Bobby Orr, but I think he can be within reach of Bobby's skill and talent. That's a nice way of putting it. Live action stunt show. Not sure what that's in reference to. Pro set desert storm cards. PSA 10 Hussein will sell for 10K. Calling it now. That's a weird one. You know, a terrorist card selling for 10K. That's a, I don't want to be the guy that buys that card. I just don't want to be the guy that buys it. Uh, and if I did, I wouldn't tell many people. But 
collectors, we all have our approach. I'm sending in my Marty McFly Back to the Future cards. Maybe E.T. Yeah, like, you know, we're talking about iconic films that have la that, that have stood the test of time, right? You know, Michael J. Fox, Christopher Lloyd. I mean, there are some cards there that could definitely be worthwhile. Jordan, thank you so much for joining. Appreciate that. Giamaz, the Lemieux scoring leaders, PSA 10 did $4,100. Bobby Burrell will be happy to hear that. He's really starting to follow some of these non-rookie card, but rookie year cards. Uh, Philip, Philip Zadina, that's right, on Detroit. That's the guy I was thinking of. Thank you, Billy. Larkin and Mantha are complimentary players on a good team, but they're the main players on that team, aren't they? Like, there's no one better than those guys on that team. So unless they bring in better players, the other thing is that maybe they develop into being better than complimentary. Yeah, Dennis, uh, last-minute show. I only decided right before I had dinner tonight. So, uh, but uh, thanks for joining. Well, Sean, you say it's Joe, but it might not be. I mean, stranger things have happened. Don't even worry about it. It's okay, joke or not. Stranger things have happened. Maybe a Saddam Hussein card sells for 10000 bucks. He's a historical figure, just not one that I would be, you know, I just don't. I hesitate to buy an O.J. Simpson rookie card. You know, one of the greatest running backs of all time. I don't own it. I've thought about it many times. I've never pulled the trigger. Andy wants to know what the biggest surprise from tonight's PWCC auctions was. We did have this exact question probably just before he came in, Andy. That's fine. I'm just mentioning for everybody else. I mentioned for me it was the uh, the Henri Richard PSA 2.5 that did like $2,500. If anyone else has any, throw them up there, please. Thoughts on NBA Top Shot. Would you be open to an NHL Top Shot? Yeah, I'd, I'd definitely be open to it. I would be open to it. Uh, Amazid, I would be. What would you do with a trimmed alter? I have a trimmed Gretzky rookie. I bought it raw at the expo in November, 2019. It was a very rushed deal. I looked at it. I thought it looked funny, but I didn't look at it close enough. And I bought it off just off a guy. I think I paid him like $200 for it. It's definitely trimmed. I know it's trimmed. I'm going to send it to PSA for, for slabbing. And I'm going to ask them to just slab it with whatever they have to slab it as. I don't care. Authentic, trimmed, you know, whatever you want to put. I'll take the card in a slab and eventually, excuse me, eventually I will likely sell it um, or I'll keep it. I have a PSA 8 OC rookie card, actually MC Gretzky rookie that I got in a trade a long time ago. I thought to myself, I'll never, um, I'll never keep it for myself, but I'm like, you know, maybe I will. It's still an 8 OC and it's worth so much more now than it was when I got it. So anyway, just off the top of my head. I have an, I do have, I have the Outlaws rookie card of Billy the Kid. Yeah, a little bit different. He, <laughs> a little bit different, I think. But again, not exactly the friendliest person, but he's just, you know, he's just got that iconic status and culture that uh, I've always, I've known about Billy the Kid my whole life. You know, he's someone that I've, it's just that name has been in my, my whole life. I've been aware of him. So I bought his card. It's a 1952 Tops Look and See. Greg, what's my opinion on MNT grading? Have you used them? I've never used them, Greg. Um, so I don't, you know what? I'd rather not. I'd rather not share my opinion because um, my opinion is that they have they they have a rough go because they're going up against PSA and BGS, and it's tough to gain market share from those two companies. They're just they're they're they are the incumbents. They're not going away, even though people think they will or might hope they will. They're not. PSA is definitely not going away now that. Um, the Nat Turner group has taken or is officially going to or has taken control. So, uh, you know, to me, 
it's a nice, it's a nice, if you live in Canada, it's great because our Canadians support Canadian, all that. I, I get behind that. But you're not putting your cards in MNT or KSA holders for that matter for investment purposes, for value appreciation purposes. To me, I'm sure they're wonderful people that run both of these companies. But for me, I would look at it as a an expensive one touch um, because, again, I don't know that either of those companies have the experience to authenticate or grade my cards. I just don't. I don't I don't know. I don't have that warm and fuzzy feeling. So for me, it's PSA uh, number one for my personal collection and BGS. I have several of both cards, uh, both slabs in my collection. Um, I have I have a couple SGCs. I have a couple KSAs. I currently don't own any MNT. Now I would own an MNT card if I wanted the card, but I wouldn't, I definitely would be buying it the same. I would, I would, I would value it the same as I would value a, that same card if it was raw. The Richard was yours. Oh, you sold the Richard, Andy. Well, congratulations. That's the one I that was the one I was most surprised with. So good for you, man. That's that's awesome. You did I, I mean, what were you expecting, Andy? Can you let us know what you were expecting to get for that card? Because I wouldn't have been surprised. I said earlier, I wouldn't have been surprised if that card sold for seven, six fifty, seven, eight hundred bucks. I want to hear what you thought it was going to go for. Sean Johnson, I don't I don't collect Bobby Halls and Doug Gilmore's because they seem like the greatest guys off the ice, so I get avoiding some figures for sure. Because they seem like the greatest guys off the ice. That's okay. Well, fair. I interviewed Doug Gilmore several years several years ago for an, a, a no longer in publication magazine. And Doug Gilmore was just one of the nicest dudes ever. So uh, I have a bit of an affinity to, for him. Oh, okay, here you go. I don't collect. Oh, there we go. I don't collect them. Yeah, I hear you. Make sure to ask for authentic altered, otherwise they won't slab it. Yeah, that's what I want to get on my my trimmed Wayne Gretzky. Dave Kaplan says there's money in other entertainment cards, especially autos, autograph cards, movies, TV, Star Wars. Yeah, Star Wars going crazy, Game of Thrones, Lord of the Rings. Watch out, guys. Lots of opportunities out there, I suppose. Didn't know PSA or others in case trim cards. Pretty sure they'll send. No, they will. They will encase them for sure. They will. VVV. But you have to, just as um, Andy mentioned, you have to tell them on the form to mark it as authentic altered. But they will. I've seen them. Is that true? Is that the true crime cards you guys were talking about? Uh, not me. I was. I don't think I've ever talked about true crime cards. Not that I remember. Dennis. Garrett says, uh, this is before we went to UMass. Okay. Billy, you ran a shop in the 90s. Is it something you would consider doing in this market? Is the idea of a physical shop outdated with the internet? My area is very under... I personally would not want to open up a card shop right now. That's me and my life and you know, my I have a career. I'm doing other things. I don't want... I do not want the hobby to become my livelihood. I think I would... It would... I wouldn't enjoy it as much and I would feel more pressure and stress on my overall life to have to rely on the hobby to pay for my life and to support my family. So I I don't think I would, um, but I think a lot of people are and are looking for it. And it's just so hard to get on open product and it's so hard to get quality singles. So um, I would not. There's my answer. Greg, no problem. Thanks for joining. Luke Skywalker. Yeah, like a PSA 7 Luke Skywalker card sold for $1,700 the other day. It's a lot of money for a PSA 7. 
<clears throat> Garrett says, KSA graded my Gretzky, and I sent it to BGS to get told it was trimmed. KSA is dead to me, won't even look at their stuff anymore. Yeah, you know, do me wrong once, and that might, you know, you only really get one chance in this hobby a lot of the times with things like that. And, uh, you know, KSA has been around a very long time. They've been around, like, as long as PSA. They've been around since the mid-90s, at least. And uh, I think they've been through some ownership changes. They have two offices, I believe, one in Toronto, maybe, or, or somewhere in Ontario, another one in Vancouver. And, uh, you know, they just they just don't get the respect that PSA and BGS does. And their holders, in my experience, their holders, the cards slide all around, like out of the frame to, to the top, to the bottom. Um, just, just really cheap holders. Thank you, Triple V. Really appreciate that. I loved it too, man. Patrick was just so awesome to have on the show. That was, that was a great, great, great episode for me. I really loved it. Darth Vader, good card. Swifty says, I know you might have said it before, but why is hockey cards not getting love as basketball, baseball, football? I'd argue, uh, actually, Swifty, that hockey is now getting more love than football. Um, more love than baseball right now too, but not nearly as much as basketball. When I say more love, I don't mean that it's a bigger segment of the hobby. I mean that the key cards are rising in value now and have risen in value, um, you know, in, 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 in concert with the other sports. And if not more so, um, more than football for sure. Right now, I would say baseball, I might not say baseball too, but Anyway, it's getting a lot more love. It, it really happened in December. After that, those Gretzky PSA 10 rookies sold, we saw a crazy increase in a lot of the other hockey cards. So they're 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 getting there, Swifty. We a lot of a lot of us missed the boat on a lot of those cards now. It's just it's just late. We're just late on them. So Andy was expecting a thousand dollars maximum on his Ari Richard. It ended up getting twenty six hundred, something like that, Andy. I mean unbelievable congratulations earl strohmeyer who's like an expert vintage collector says ksa mnt expensive one touches oh you're just stealing that one fair i'll share that with you sean johnson i wouldn't turn to get my cards graded from ksa mnt but i do find you can get some great deals buying cards in those holders because they're often so overlooked and less bidding competition very good point if you're still with us tonight and i i'm showing there's still 87 of you if that's true, that's good advice that Sean is giving you right there. If you are somebody who likes to find arbitrage in, you know, one buying raw getting graded or, you know, buying P, buying B, PSA 9s to get BGS 9.5s or buying BGS 9.5s to, to swap to PSA 10s or cross to PSA 10s, this is another option. BGS, uh, sorry, MNT, I believe, are tougher graders than KSA and maybe even than PSA BGS. So you might, but I've also seen them overgrade. I once saw them grade a 1980 Magic Johnson Larry Bird rookie card that, you know, with the Dr. J in the middle. The card was a PSA six, five at best. And they gave it a K, I think it was a KSA eight. <clears throat> Sorry, an MNT eight or a nine. And I was like, you lot right there. That's all it took for me to, not give you my business. One card was all it took. And I, I don't know the guys personally, but I don't think they come from a background of card grading. Who does though? You got to start somewhere. I get that. But I'm more interested in CSG who got graders from BGS. They got two of Beckett graders to start their, their CSG division of, of C, whatever their, the, the, the top company is called, their parent company is called. 
they just launched a few days ago, but they have two, two of the most experienced graders in the world. To me, I'm going to trust that more. I'm going to put more value in their third-party grading opinion than I do someone who just starts a grading company out of thin air. SWGG, uh, oh, love you too, man. Thanks so much. We'll do it. Going to keep going. Thank you. Really appreciate that. Sean, I consider them at least 1 to 1.5 below. Yeah, I agree. Marcus, welcome. Says, what are your thoughts on UFC cards? Also, do you have thoughts on Playboy cards? Yeah, so UFC, um, I mean, I, I love George St. Pierre. Like, you know, I've been to one UFC event and George fought there. It was in Toronto and I loved it. I, I'm a big GSP fan, but I have zero interest in, in UFC cards for my personal collection. But I'm just not a fan of the sport. I'm just not a fan of the sport. Simple as that. I, I just don't like, I, I, I find it, I cringe. Like I literally can't watch some of the, some of the, the, the fighting that goes on there. You know, me and my wife, we're watching Cobra Kai right now. And we're like, I don't know, we have three or four episodes left in the third season, which is the most current, the, the, the last season we have so far. And there's a scene in the last episode where this, this one kid breaks this other kid's arm. And me and my wife were both like, we were like, Oh, it was so hard to watch. Like, so UFC, I just find it hard to watch. Serious Playa, do you love Opeachy Gold Seismic as much as I do? You know it. You know I do. Makes me think you know me because I do love Opeachy Gold Seismic as much as you do. Those are the ones out of 50 from Opeachy Platinum. I love Opeachy Platinum. It's an upper deck product. I love all the, well, I don't love all. I love most of the parallels. It's like Hockey's Prism and the Gold Seismics are stunning looking cards. Love them, love them, love them. KSA holders are ugly too. I feel the same way. KSA mottos over grading since 1995. I, I don't like I don't like being so down on, on a company in the hobby. Um, but you know, fix your slabs. Fix your slabs. Dennis, anyone believe how big basketball took off? Just crazy. Basketball is crazy. I agree. I read how hockey actually has the highest earning fans of any four major sports. So it's maybe not surprising. It reflects more in the hobby heat. Yeah. Part of that, Sean, my understanding is that. Hockey, playing hockey is very expensive. The equipment, renting the ice, very expensive. That I think that what I've heard is that people who play hockey, like kids who play hockey, come from some of the um, highest earning families type of thing. I love podcasts. Welcome says, thoughts on BGS 10 versus PSA 10. Is it worth it to pay premium price on BGS 10? I will never do it. I will never pay a premium for a BGS 10 over a PSA 10. There you go. Greg. Did my first PSA sub for a Future Watch Auto patch. So that's a Future Watch Auto patch. That's like a, a parallel out of 100. Was told to only get the signature grade and not the actual card. Sig got a 10 and it's the only 10 in the pop. How should I value it as opposed to Future Watch? Yeah, I don't know, Greg. <clears throat> I don't know. I'm sorry. But grade it value it highly. I mean, Future Watch Auto patches are amazing cards every year. They're up there with the cup in terms of how nice they are. They only do 100 of them, right? Cup rookies are most of the time out of 249. S but the SP Authentic Future Watch Auto Patch is considered a parallel. So it's a rookie year card. It's an RY, not an RC. People like that RC designation. People pay up for it. So, But don't undervalue it. I'll tell you that. Earl agrees KSA cards can be a deal, but you are taking a risk of buying a trimmed card. I agree with that. KSA has... A reputation of putting a lot of trim cards in their slabs. 
Triple V says, invest in simple protective eye gear. If you plan on cracking, never know where, they're sh- where those shards will land. Very good advice. Very good advice. I've cracked my share, and uh, you got to be careful. Look at you hockey guys going strong into midnight. There you go, Justin. We're about done here, guys. I'm gonna We're going to sign off in, in, <clears throat> on the top of the hour here in about nine minutes. You want deals, says Ryan. Look at the price difference from PSA to BGS. Seems to be growing by the day. I think there might be more opportunity now than, than there was the, over the past year to buy BGS 9.5s that are like true 9.5s, so all 9.5s with maybe a 10 or 2 thrown in and swapping those or crossing those over to a PSA 10. Definitely can see some um, some opportunity there. UFC stuff is hard to stomach. I don't actually mind find it exciting to watch someone get kicked directly in the face. Completely turns me off. Yeah, it's just not for me either. I'm just, I'm just, it's just not for me. Big money in the red autos. Joe says, just want to acknowledge the great show with Patrick Bet David. That was killer show. Great work. Jeremy, who's next? Thank you, Joe. Next up is Mike Phillips, executive vice president at Upper Deck. Uh, then we've got the week after. I'm just fi- figuring that out right now. But the week after that, we got Brian Gray, who's awesome every time. And the week after that is, it's going to come up on the ticker right now because I can't remember off the top of my head, is Paul Lesko. The hobby's resident legal analyst, and he's awesome. Thank you, Greg. Greg uh, Dennis, I only do PSA for the graded cards and Beckett for autographs. Fair. Bobby Burrell, didn't know you were there. Welcome. Good to see you. Trim cards. I love that. Trimmed cards fit better in holders. <laughs> sure thing. Sure they do. Serious player says, is Lafreniere the real deal? Isn't that the question of the season, especially with how high his young guns were selling at the beginning of the uh, of the year? Well, I don't know. To be honest, I've never seen him play. I don't know. I hope he's the real deal. I hope he's the real deal. But that's hope. I don't know. Time will tell. I will I will go back and tell you, though, that in talking to uh, a scout and some other people, they say he is going to be the real deal. But until you actually set foot on the NHL ice and play against fully grown men who are, you know, 5 to 15 years older than you and have been playing the game at the at the man's level for a lot longer, it's just tough to know. So... But time will tell. Started going through my the Patrick Bet David playlist. His financial videos are very yeah. Patrick delivers his information in a way that is understandable. I I've been watching more and more. Of course, I love the guy right now. He was super cool on the show. Very complimentary. Um, so yeah, I'm watching his videos. I think I think I, I like his content. I haven't seen anything in his content that I disagree with or don't like. Um, I won't say I didn't say anything that I didn't just dis- that I didn't disagree with, but I nothing where I was like, I wanted to turn it off. And I you have to watch his interview with Kobe Bryant, guys. It's it was done last summer, or the sorry, two summers ago, the summer before Kobe passed away. One of the best interviews I've ever seen, ever, of any by anyone of uh, of anybody. It was just awesome. Your top three pickups right now. I love podcasts. Oh, I don't know, man. I'm sorry, I just don't know. I just can't answer that at the moment. I only have a few cards on my desk right now. I had two cards that came in the mail yesterday, none today. I'll show you guys the two cards I got in the mail yesterday. The first one is from 0506, The Cup. I collect base patch parallels, and those from 05 are really tough to find. But this is Eric Lindros, numbered out of 10. Overpaid, well more than I wanted to pay, but I wanted the, I wanted the darn card. So I made sure I got it, and uh, there it is. It's uh, And I've got about 20 from the series, so I'm still looking for more. And the other card I bought was this one, which 
I don't know much about it except that I think it's way too cheap. It's a 2000 EX E exceptional Peyton Manning blue PSA 10. There's three colors. There's three parallels of this card, blues, reds, and greens. Blue is the rarest. It's numbered out of a hundred. The reds and the greens aren't numbered. I don't think. I know for sure one of them isn't. I think both of those aren't numbered. It's very jambalaya-like. It's got the lenticular uh, stock, like that 3D action going on. And it's an early Peyton Manning card, numbered out of 100. I just thought this card, numbered down there in the corner, it's tough to see, but it is there. It's right It's right there. Oh, anyway, that says 98 of 100. And it's just tough to see in the light, but it's there. And uh, I think these are completely undervalued. I showed a couple of weeks ago, I, I, I picked up a Vince Carter from the series, a red one, which is super nice. It was like well under 100 bucks. This wasn't well under 100 bucks. But this card, I think, is very undervalued. So I bought it because I felt it was undervalued. I, I, when I did my first year of fantasy football back in 2003, Peyton Manning was the quarterback I took. I think I had the first overall pick, and I took Peyton Manning. So I've had some affinity towards Peyton Manning over the years. Brett McGrath from Stacking Slabs is a Peyton Manning fan. Is That's who he collects. It's kind of nice to have a card of a guy who you respect in the hobby content-wise. Uh, of his favorite player. So we have this in common now, but I would have bought the card anyway, of course. Anyway, those are the two cards that just came for me yesterday in the mail. I have my Com C shipment that came in uh, late last week, which I haven't processed yet into the collection. It's sitting here. I showed a couple of these cards on Saturday, I think it was, when I was, uh, when I was muted. My Dr. Jim Beckett rookie card in the BGS 9.5 holder. Nicest copy in, in existence. And then... For all you Ziggy Palfy fans out there, 1998-99 Bowman's Best Atomic Refractor in a BGS 9 holder, Zygmunt Palfy. I love this card. I bought this card on ComC for $12. Tell me if you can get a card graded for $12. So those are some cards. Lots of comments. I'm going to go through these guys. We're going to sign off in about three minutes. What do you think about golf cards coming back? I think I think it's awesome, Adam. I think golf cards are going to be a big hit. Big hit. Yeah, Bobby's comment was funny, Justin. Definitely. BGS 95 again, last SP die cut, 330 bucks. PSA 10 again, I think no die cut, 600. Makes sense to me. I would pay more for the no die cut myself. Sean says, Joe Thornton looked like a dud in his first season. Sometimes even very hyped players start slow. 100% correct. The same thing. I know Todd Bertuzzi isn't very popular anymore, but... He was expected to be a huge player in the NHL. Huge, well, he's huge. He's a big guy. But he took like six, seven years to, to find, to, to reach his, his, his peak. And he did. And he was an excellent player for a long time. That happens in hockey. Players can take longer. Sometimes they become the next Alexander Dig, right? A guy who's super hyped, first overall, and you know, not much of a career to, uh, to write home about. United Stats, as I've been seeing Lafreniere in the QMJHL, he's a special player. Yeah, that's what I'm hearing. He's a special player. Got to be patient with those young guys. I'm with you. Billy says he had eight months off without any hockey. Also very old prospect for his draft year, physically mature. He's the exact player that should be in the AHL. Well, let's see how he does. Let's see how he does. Lindros is, oh, that's cool. Lindros, good player. Good player, Lindros. Hall of Famer, right? No Probert. <clears throat> uh, no Probert. I, I don't have a Probert card anymore. Probert passed away, unfortunately. Dave Kaplan says, I missed the parts of the Patrick interview, but did you ask him if he had any buyer's remorse when he first bought the Gretzky PSA 10s? Didn't ask him that question, but I did ask him what his mindset was when he bought them. Billy says, which limited hockey insert set from the 90s do you think is the top dog? 
Stubble, stubble, of course, of course, stubble. Stubble and silhouettes from Donruss Studio are a couple of my favorites. No, I, I'm not sure, Billy. I like lots of cards from the 90s. Greg, good night to you. Joe Perot says, I picked up a green Hornet card because it had Bruce Lee on it. Bruce Lee equals real goat. Yeah, I've heard, been hearing some stuff about, about uh, Bruce Lee and the green Hornet card. So definitely something to think about. Okay, that's the end of the comments. Thank you, Joe, for the last comment, guys. We're going to kill this. This has been, we've been going for two and a half hours almost. Great viewership all the way through. I want to thank everybody for joining. Back on Saturday with Mike Phillips from Upper Deck. I'm also on Saturday morning, Hobby Hotline. Check that out. And next Monday night, I will be guest appearing on Dustin's channel, The Personal Finance Dad, which I'm really looking forward to doing. That'll be fun. Be sure to check out the Big Three Hockey guys on Instagram, my guys at the Big Three Hockey. Check them out. Show them some support. Give them a follow. No, he cannot be because Ziggy Palfi is the goat of goats. I think the over the all-time goat has got to be Chuck Norris, right? Chuck Norris eats goats. Okay, guys. That's it. I'm done. This is fun. This is fun, guys. So thank you everybody for joining. We'll see you on Saturday. Have a great week. Rest of your week ahead.